Welcome to the Eye of Horus podcast. So now we've got a very spe special presentation here, um, something that's been going on for quite some time. Uh, I don't know if you remember when we uh, rang Michael Mondelongo at like 3 a.m. his time and asked him <laughs> to tell us the story about the cakes, the fat cakes that uh, Radio for Istvan sent through to Forgeworld. Um, if you don't, you need to go back and listen to that. It's pretty funny. Go way back. Yeah. Um, that's when we, that's when we started like dream invading him and just like turning Radio Free Istvan into our thrill cast. But in any case, <laughs> um, <laughs> facts, 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 fact gate. I've been calling it fact gate actually. F-A-Q gate. Um, basically there's been a need for facts in Horus Heresy for quite some time. Uh, we're talking like past six months. We're talking about last year, I think, when when it first came. Well, up. the the cakes, the the anniversary of when we first sent the cakes was, like, two weeks ago was the one year anniversary. Jesus Christ! So, and, 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 and that's and that's when we sent the cakes. So you got to remember, we uh, there was obviously a need for the FAQ for a long time for yeah. us to get to the point to send the cakes. So yeah. it, it's been needed <laughs> FAQ for about two years. Yeah, by the time it's roughly takes, two years. Yeah, by the time you're fucking contemplating sending baked goods across the Atlantic then obviously like something needs to be addressed so in any case what we're going to do is go through that fact we're going to give you the official eye of horus rulings um you can fucking not listen to us you don't have to listen to us at all we never expect that anyone's going to listen to us but between us michael and i uh we've been playing since the game basically i think since book two came out since we're talking about like 2014 uh ryan's been playing obviously fucking way earlier well have you been playing since book one or two or when I started, I started playing. I had, I had stuff when book one came out, but I didn't play my first game until book two dropped. But I've been playing, you know, 40K. games workshop games yeah. at forty k since nineteen ninety three. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So same with us. Like we obviously like we, we can pull out our dicks, but you know, like fucking, we we know the shit. We've been we've played fucking thousands of games. So so uh, so you know, uh, you can probably trust some of what we are about to say. Um, so uh, let's get into it. We've got Ryan from Radio for His Fun. You probably heard him and realized that he's not Michael. And but Michael is also here. Do you want to say hello? Hey everyone. Guess what? Michael's back. Oh my god. <laughs> in pog form. <laughs> he's back in human form, human flesh body form. So uh, we're not going to draw this out. We want to get through it as quick as possible. So it's going to be a bit of an information dump. Uh, hopefully somebody can go through and pick the answers out of here and type them into a document and then we can put that out as a PDF as well just to help people playing games. Uh, this is obviously like official Eye of Horus, but when it comes to Forge World, it's completely unofficial, just like every other thing that we do in order so that we don't get fucking lawyers coming and sticking yeah, in there. Yeah, we answer nobody. Us. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, just consider that, but you know, um, there's also the Varangian fact. I suggest you go and have a look at that Varangian fact. I don't think it covers all of these questions, but it does cover. It does now because oh, I, I I updated I updated the FAQs and sent them to Freddie, and Freddie has now incorporated them into his FAQ as well. So oh, he'll be powerful he has his yeah he has his own answers to all these questions that we're about to answer. Powerful Freddie, fucking hobby hero. Everyone should go and vote for Freddie in that hobby hero thing. He's close enough to actually travel to the UK without many problems. Yeah. Unlike us, we'd have to Yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> so everyone, go and vote for Freddy. Okay, let's get into it. So, no, question number one. On page 161 of Book 5 Tempest, and on page 283 of Book 6 Retribution, and on page 113 of the Legion Astartes Age of Darkness Legions in the Age of Darkness Core Missions, uh, you have a victory condition section that says, in all cases, in addition to the listed victory conditions for a particular battle, 
in the Age of Darkness missions, completely destroying the enemy force is always a victory. If at any point, unless specified by a particular mission, a side has no models present on the table, their opponent has won. So, does this mean if somebody were to take an Orbital Assault army list, all in pods, or a Last of the Serrated Sun army list, all in pods, or a Drop Assault Vanguard army, uh, or any army that starts in reserve but de deploys units at the start of turn one, do they lose the game automatically? Uh, sorry, uh, that they lose the game uh, the split second it starts because they have no models on the board. Page 113 of the Legion of Studies Age of Darkness army list. So, obviously that's not the fucking case. That would be ridiculous. Mm. Don't be fucking stupid. It, you, it's, does it say at the start of the turn? No, it specifically states, I put it in all caps, if at any point yeah. there are no mo somebody has no so that means yeah. even if you're even if you're taking the first turn and you have an orbital assault army as soon as you guys decide that the game begins <laughs> and before you place your first drop pod you lose the game yeah, yeah. that's that's a no brainer okay yeah that's yeah that's a no brainer obviously i would say at the end of each player's turn i would say game turn yeah game yeah. that would be game if, turn. Yeah, yeah because if you go game second turn. you would you would lose in the other case so i would say yeah at the end of a game turn if a player has no models they lose boom done love it uh number two does conrad Kurz's nightmare mantle give him the hit and run universal special rule all the time or only when he charges so this is in conrad Kurz's rules this has come up like a billion times in games uh it's really up to you like it's up to you how you interpret it but the most common interpretation is you he only gets hit and run on the turn that he charges if there was a comma in there somewhere it would say it, it would make more sense because it it goes on to talk about his impact hits when he charges. Mm. I would say just give it to it, give him hit and run all the time. He's a fucking Primarch for Christ's sake, right? Yeah, it makes him way too powerful. I you reckon? Yeah, yeah, he fucking oath it does. Right? right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I think he should have it all the time. I just think that yeah. the way it's worded is dumb. He, he's also one of the few Primarchs that can just be tied up by a Contemptor for the whole game and like good. Suck a dick. <laughs> well, that's a valid. You got to do yeah, it. He's only strength six. He can't. You can't deal with anything armor 13 or above so yeah, and we're talking about night lords i don't well okay it makes sense it is tricksy yeah. <clears throat> if there's a, if there's, okay if there's a tide thing like this we'll go on a vote luckily there's three of us so <laughs> kimmel you and i say hit and run all the time yes okay yeah okay I'm, I'm happy this, this is one of the ones where i'm like as long as it doesn't yeah. detract from a game like no. narratively it makes sense i think narratively yeah he would yeah. be able to do that because he's a tricksy like night vampire yeah and, i mean if the things he's going to hit and run away from as well you're talking about shit like terminators and stuff so if he does survive a turn of terminator yeah. fucking punch fuck punching him i reckon he should be able to hit and run yeah um, but games and rules wise i think it should just be on the charge but yeah it, it's all yep, good all the time overruled <laughs> okay <laughs> on page 160 of book 5 tempest it says logger has access to malefic demonology in his entries in both tempest and legion of studies age of darkness legions Oh, sorry, uh, but, sorry, but his entries in both Tempest and Legion of Studies, Edge of Darkness Legions, do not list it. Which takes precedence, and if he can take Malefic Demonology, can he hand-select these powers due to the Transfigured Upgrade? Which is on page 160 of Book 5, Tempest, and page 105 of the Legion of Studies, Age of Darkness Legion. So, Malefic Demonology is the one where you can summon devils, right? Yeah. Yes. So, what, ha what it is, is in, there's a special section on malefic demonology in book five and in that special section it lists these are the only units that can use it and it lists word bearers librarians and the primarch lorgar 
but in his actually actual entry, it has no listing for being able to take demonology, even though it specifically states it in that section of the uh, rules that he can. Yeah, give it to him. That's just a yeah. That's I that, that give it to him. Like it's in his. It's background. one of those book seven style things where yeah. they've dropped it. Yeah. I think it's a. Yeah. If anyone's going to yeah. be summoning it, demons, like you'd think he would, right? Like, yeah. It'd be ridiculous that a, right. that a and, wizard can, but he can. And can't. it's weird. If, he, if you take the transfigured... I think he should only gain access to it if he has the transfigured upgrade, and then if he has the transfigured up... And I think it states that. I think it says yeah. like only that. the Primarch Orgar with the transfigured upgrade can take it. Yeah. And then obviously when you have the transfigured upgrade, it says you can select your psychic powers instead of rolling for them, but it says may select your powers from divination and telekinesis because demonology isn't listed as as his powers it's not in that section but i think if you give him demonology he should also be able to select his powers from it just like the other two yeah yeah and okay. it means that yeah. non-transfigured logo you can use him to represent like pre-chaosy uh crusade era logo too yeah so. Oh, All right. Okay. right i like that that's a good one page 160 of book five tempest it says logo has a oh fuck that's the one we just read. Yeah. When yeah. using malefic demonology in games of Horus Heresy, do summoned demons count as scoring units as per the rulebook? Um, oh, sorry, as per the conjuration rules on page 26 of the 40k hardback rulebook. Uh, unless otherwise noted... Sorry, this is the line. Unless otherwise noted, conjured units are scoring units. But on page 159 of Book 5 Tempest, it uh, states, unless specified in a particular mission... In Battles of the Age of Darkness games, only units taken as troops, and those specifically noted in their entries are counted as scoring units. So th does this mean all summoned slash conjured units are scoring, or that only conjured units that are listed as troops in their source book, example Bloodletters, are scoring? Or are no summoned units scoring because they are not taken in the original list? Holy fuck. So, yeah. I, my, I would say that, like, any kind of summoned trooped unit or any kind of troop unit should be scoring. Really? Yeah, why not? Uh, that's, that's, that's my thought is I don't think that every summoned unit should be scoring, yeah. but I think any that you summon that are normally a troop's choice should be scoring. Yeah. Well, it gives you a reason to take those troop ones too, rather than just spamming, like just summoning fucking, you know, your grabby hand, uh, you know, the Nurgle ones or something like that. Yeah, why yeah, would like you drop the, those toughest three because yeah, the big flies or the blood letters or any or not the blood letters, the skull, the blood crushers and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it should only be the scoring ones that are scoring. Yeah, scoring ones are scoring. It'll encourage you and, to take them. And this is also one that I imagine will be covered when they drop the new rulebook too, um, whenever that gets reprinted. Oh, Michael, were you around when they with the whole fucking rulebook fa fiasco? We haven't talked about it. Uh, we haven't done a proper show yes, yet. Yes, I did see that the rulebook, like, I guess Heresy Edition 1. So they got a billion printed, sent them yep. to England, and then they got there and they opened it and went, what the fuck? No, Ooh. this is shit. This is trash. And then just burned them all or something, and now they're getting them re redone. Yeah, did he? They buried him in the. They buried him in the desert next to ET, the extraterrestrial. Oh, <laughs> if you didn't say that, I was. Oh I was, my god! Yeah. Imagine if they did bury them. We can go and dig them up one day. Find out what the problem actually was. <laughs> uh, all right. Set fire to them. Next, when do augury scanners allow you to make an interceptor attack? Currently, the rules for it state that it happens in the shooting phase. It does not say which player's shooting phase or when in the shooting phase the attack happens. It also simultaneously tells you to use the interceptor USR, but the interceptor USR says that you make the attack in the end of the enemy movement phase. Page 131 yeah. of the Legion of Studies, 40k rulebook. What are you What are you saying? What do you reckon, Michael? I like the universal special rule yep. ruling. It makes sense. Yep. 
Yeah, it's just yeah. Orgrix kind of gives you eighteen inch interceptor essentially. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. I say just delete the entire section about in the shooting phase and just yeah. say that you gain the interceptor special rule for you know like you said the 18 inch range or whatever yeah 100 percent. okay yeah, this one's going to trigger michael <laughs> in an imperial fist army can tartarus terminator armor equipped models take vigil pattern storm shields and if so what is the points cost page 29 a legion of studies age of darkness army let's tell us what you what you're playing michael the one where you can just do it um for free oh fuck it's a bit i've seen i've read into this so many times to the point where i just stopped caring and went I'm just going to take Cataphracty with Storm Shields so people don't push my shit in for, just because it's such a controversial topic just to play a game. The whole thing for me comes down to what is standard Terminator armor? Yeah. Um, there's no Indominus in the game at the moment. Mm. So is Tartarus standard Terminator armor? See, it's all in the wording. People have read it all different ways. Shit. Isn't, can't you take Indominus? You just take basic Terminator armor, but then well, there's no actual rules you for can't, it You can take Indominus armor, but to be honest, this question, just allow Tartarus to take it. You have to pay yeah. 15 points a guy yep. if yeah. they're not cataphracty. Exactly. Oh, yeah. you, already have, you already have fucking Fire Drakes that get a 3 plus for 5 points, and then you have Sekhmet that get it for fucking free and cost less than both of these units. So, <laughs> Wait, so just Sekhmet fucking... can take Storm Shields? No, they they get it better because they take uh, they pick, you remember each unit gets to choose whatever cult they're from and one oh, of the cult yeah. increases your invulnerable save by one. Yeah, so not yeah, only right. do they get a two up three up on a two wound guy, but they get it for free and get to keep their shooting. Uh, of course. Okay. Yep. So yeah, yeah just allow Tartarus to take it. And, and people are it. like, oh, that's too powerful having a unit with it's a three plus plus. It's fifteen fucking yeah. points a guy. It's yeah. fucking 15 expensive. Points. But they can sweep there, man. Like so OP. It's either ten or fifteen points a guy, but either way, yeah, it's, it's still really expensive. Yeah, yeah. And so personally, fl- fluff wise, these yes. dudes are based on terror, man. They've got like all those fucking insane like artisans and shit. Yeah. Like as if they wouldn't be able to get their shit together. Alright, so allow them to take it fifteen points. Uh can an Amvilus Dreadclaw and or Charybdis make a fire sweep in any phase that it moves? Can it fire sweep in the movement phase and or the shooting phase when moving flat out? If it can fire sweep in any phase, can it fire sweep more than once per turn? Kimmel, you've got the answer to this, right? You're, you've been balls deep in the in the Dreadclaw fire sweep yeah, gate. Yes, so this this all came about because moving flat out uh, used to happen in the movement phase, and then when they went when they kept changing additions, now your movement is split into you move in the movement phase, and then your flat out movement happens in the shooting phase. So that's what threw a big fucking wrench in all this. So I think that you should be able to fire sweep anytime you move, regardless of the phase that it's in, but I think you should only be able to do it once a turn. Yeah, agreed. Um, th- if, you, if you limit it only to the movement phase, we were just talking about this before the show, if you actually measure a dread claw, it's about eight inches wide, and you have to be, you always have to be one inch away from an enemy model. So if you factor that in, so say you imagine a unit and you had a dread claw one inch away on one side of it, in order to pick it up and move it its 12-inch movement and put it down on the other side, whatever you're moving over to fire sweep could be no wider than three inches. Yeah. Which means it would never work. Unless, see, that's the other thing. Like, what counts as moving over it? Can I pick my dread call up, move it one inch over your model, and then move it back and place it back down where it was and say I moved over you? Yeah, I think you can. Mm. Why not? Yeah, I'd say that's legitimate. Because you can make as many so turns as you want. It doesn't so they, even, do they, they even need- have a facing? 
they need they need to really clarify this. Like, what is moving over a model? Can I like zigzag over multiple units, or does it? Do I have to like? They really just need a fucking drawing with an example. Like, is moving over a model like picking it up and placing it on the other side, or is moving it over the model just saying I'm gonna pick mm. this thing up, move it over, guys, and put it back? Yeah, I think it should say right. it, it should just say like if in a in the movement phase or shooting phase, if it if any part of the Caribdis goes over any enemy model. Yeah, then it can fire sweep that unit, and it can only it can only fire sweep one unit at a time. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. it's like D whatever. Uh, it fire sweeps all units, it moves over. Oh, but you, I would say that yeah, yeah I, that's how it works now. Um, but also mm. it needs to it just needs to be once per turn. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing, the other way to fix that is just to fuck that whole rule off and just change it to something like it, it can just choose like you know d6 units within three inches and fire sweep all of them or something like it just needs tidying up that's that's a it's one of those like trigonometry hammer things that fantasy used to always i I just think right for right now you can do it once per turn anytime you move yeah it makes sense yeah good all right uh can a can an ambulance dreadcore and or charybdis use fire sweep to attack a zooming flyer and or a sweeping monstrous creature uh, what do you think about that? The reason this comes up is because in the rules it simply just says if you move over the model. Yeah. So it doesn't say any uh, whatever. Yeah, it, oh, that's that's a tough one. And uh, it's only called a blast, yet doesn't have a blast marker, which you yeah doesn't interact differently. Yeah, I would say no, probably. <sighs> just because like yeah, it, I'd say fluff and. I think rules is written, yes, but I think common sense would say no. Yeah, I think so. Because like, this jet blast is only supposed to get it a little bit off the ground to go from A to B, not like hundreds of meters into the air to like, no fucking yeah, yeah. hair dryer yeah. demon prince or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like fucking bake some some clay uh, bricks that have been left out by the locals. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so uh, in the new Legion of Studies Age of Darkness Army list book on page eight, there is a Lords of War in Battles in the Age of Darkness uh, updated rules section. Does this update the entire Horus Heresy Age of Darkness rule set, or is this specifically for Legion of Stades lists? If it is an update to the entire system, can the using additional super heavy and orbital strike wing flyer units be uh, rules be used by Mechanicum, Militia, and Solar Arcs? Page 8 to 10 of Legion of Stades Age of Darkness Army list. Now, I'm, I'll tell you from Mechanicum's perspective, I don't think it is. Um, because it, the Mechanicum section all gives you a bunch of extra options for Mechanicum, like you can give auto creator control mm. uh, to to uh, any of those super heavies, um, and any of the flyers you can give uh, battle servitor control, which you can't actually do in that Space Marine list. So I think that anywhere that it, where it specifically states something slightly i mean the mechanicum one is pretty much exactly the same it's just it doesn't like the space marine one tidied up a lot of the what fucking super heavies are you talking about because you're just saying an open-ended any forge world model that has rules like which is fucking madness um so i don't know i would say use the list of units from the space marine one apply them to everyone across the board Except for Mechanicum, where you get those, you can pay for those extra upgrades on top of that. That would be what I would say, and that's what I've been doing anyway. So, lols, because that's how that's how it's set, set up in Quartermaster. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Like, I, I don't think Sol. I, I, I mean, I don't think obviously with Solar Arcs, Mechanicum, Militia, uh, Black Shields, etc. Oh no, Black Shields probably. Um, you wouldn't be able to use the uh, Astartes crew upgrade, obviously for obvious reasons. 
unless some militia dudes just have some pet marines that drive the tanks for them. Well, it um, specifically says the uh, it says any that's the what's weird about it is in that section, it specifically states that the space marine crew upgrade can only be used in a space marine army list. Oh. So why would it even have why would it even have okay. that wording if it wasn't meant to be applied to everybody? Yeah, that's true. Um, mm, well, maybe apply it to everybody, but also give Mechanicum their special upgrades. That's pretty straightforward, right? That way, it limits yeah, limits. Which I agree vehicles. with that. Like, See, not, the problem really the problem is if if this only applies to Space Marines, then that means that Space Marines are the only people in the galaxy that own Marauder bombers because that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, our Mechanicum can still take Orbital Wing according to their rules. I mean, no, if, no, no. A Marauder bomber is a super heavy, not a suborbital wing. Uh, yeah, the Mechanicum rules, I believe, allow you to take any like either. A squadron of flyers or a super heavy flyer, I believe. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, see, the Mechanicum rules came out before this came out. Yeah. So, uh, this really just needs fucking clarified. Like, this was just like, it's it's a little better than the old one, but still doesn't go far enough in what it should do. They really, honestly, just need to make a goddamn compilation book that's just for heresy that just goes through and says these are the goddamn Lords of War you can take, and here are yes. the heresy rules for them. Yeah. Because right now you can like take a Shadow Sword, but you can't buy Armored Ceramite. But if you take the Plasma one, because it's actually in the army list, you can take Armored Ceramite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's something they can put in a rulebook, I'm guessing. It also, in the Mechanicum one, it says the Order Reductor has access to particular um, access to particular variants of Imperial Super Heavy Tanks. Um, but yeah, then just like... Well, see, the problem proofing. before was it, to keep up with 40k they would literally have to like update their fucking imperial armor books like every 10 seconds yeah because 40k changed so fast yep. now that 30k is its own thing they should just make like a red a new red book that has nothing but optional super heavies in it that's a red book and you release it once and you never have to fucking update it again yeah yeah agreed and i mean like i had this problem just recently when i was looking for rules for the praetor armored launcher armored assault launcher sorry um i had to like I went through all my Imperial armor books. I found three separate entries for it because it's an Imperial armor aeronautica because it can mm. shoot down planes. It's yes. an Imperial armor second edition, uh, Imperial armor volume two second edition. It's in yep. uh, a pre uh, another book which I can't fucking remember. Maybe it's it should Fall, be Fall of it Orc should be the it should be the uh, <laughs> the Imperial Guard second edition. The basically book one second edition uh, Imperial Armor one second edition with the Imperial Guard units. You probably think so? In there too. But that that still yeah. has structure points. The latest rules for it are actually in Imperial Armor Armageddon, not uh, Apocalypse. Whatever the right. last Seventh Ed Apocalypse book, and it actually has changed. Like all three th in three separate places, they're all the same except for the latest version, which slightly changes. It makes the anti-air missile strength nine instead of three instead of eight. Well, right, so and, then, like and then some of the wording is vague because it's like you can take any Macarius chassis or any Crassus chassis tank. So I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean yeah. I can take a Gorgon? Because a Gorgon has the same like tracks chassis. Yeah. Like what? Does and right. it, I mean it doesn't mention specifically mention what the bo the bombard either like the uh, the Dominus Siege bombard like which doesn't even yeah have they never they never yeah they never made a model but it's in yeah. the book yeah. and <laughs> at the art the art it's a Macarius chassis 
Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, that's a bit wild west at the moment. Hopefully, like when they bring out a rule book, that'll work. But at the moment, just use the Space Marine one uh, modified. Mm-hmm. If, if there's any mo- specific modifiers in your red book, such as giving a specific different crew or specific different upgrades, then use those. So that's that's an easy way to sort that. And that's the way it's set out on Quartermaster as well. So you just select your upgrades, and also means that I can take Tank Hunter on fucking planes for fifteen points. Uh, so <laughs> let's go down. Uh, when using a suborbital strike wing, can you select from flares that are in your core army list to make up the wing, or can you exclusively you only take the ones in the list on page 10 of the Legion of Studies Age of Darkness army list? Example, if I want to take a White Scar army and choose a suborbital orbital wing as a uh, right of war... Sorry, sub- Lord of War. Oh, Lord of War. Uh, can the yeah. wing be made up... Of- See, this is probably why they haven't answered your cakes, Ryan. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> put right oh, of war instead of Lord of War. They got to yeah. that point and went, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know what he means. Um, <laughs> they needed to get you on the phone like we did. Um, so, can the wing be made up of Xiphons, for example, page 8 to 10, Allegiant Astartes, Age of Darkness army list? What do you reckon? I don't think so. Don't I, think so? I Personally, I think it's that was designed so you can incorporate all the old flyers into your new games. Yeah. And that, like, there's only very few the that Imperial, it The Imperial Navy ones? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, what, Thunderbolt? Marauder, yeah. Marauder. I think it's to allow you to use those in Heresy. Avenger. Because otherwise you just have all, like, Xiphons and Stormbirds and all sorts of yeah. shit. Yeah, And and you can <clears throat> nearly do that without having to use this, basically, if you play big enough. Right, so, so right now it's simply Thunderbolts and Avenger Strike Fighters, that's it. That's all you can take as a suborbital wing. Yeah, makes sense. But then again, like yeah, I've definitely seen people doing up lists and like crowdsourcing ideas and saying, oh, if I instead of taking my two lightning primes as fast attacks, I can move them to a suborbital strike wing, which means that I've got more fast attack slots open. So you know, like <clears throat> I'm not mad at that being able to move shit around like that to make it a bit more give you a few more options. But what do you guys, what do you guys think? You reckon just it's only Avenger and Marauder? Mm, I think so at the moment, yeah. Until I expand on it a little bit more. Yeah, and it specifically tells you Avenger from the Mechanicum book, doesn't it? I think so. Yes, it says use the Avenger... Yeah, it specifically says use the Avenger profile in the Mechanicum book, and then it doesn't state on the Thunderbolt. It just says you can use a Thunderbolt. Yeah, I'm, I would be tempted to allow Lightning's Primes as well in that, because they are part of the the fleet rather than being a yeah. Legion assigned. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I would say I would just expand it to Lightning Primes, Thunderbolts, and Avenger Strike Fighters, and just say those are like the Imperial Navy planes. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I. I think that's what it's supposed to represent. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and then also the Mara- like you can take the the Marauder bomber and the Marauder whatever, which it says that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So it'd, be, yeah. it'd be hot if they dropped like at the end of the rule book, like because we, we know they've got DM stats for demons and shit. Just an entry that says Crusade Fleet fucking uh, 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 strike whatever the fuck it's called what's it called a strike strike thing orbital suborbital strike wing yeah suborbital strike wing and it just specifically says you can take this one times marauder or this two times event up to two t- up to three avengers or whatever the fuck you know it, yeah. yeah and and then and then have the rules for them because I mean they're only a page yeah. Yeah, maybe the marauder needs two pages because it's a big motherfucker uh, and there's two different marauders as well so you know it'd be good to just have them all in one place in the meantime though what we just said Marauder, Avenger, Lightning Prime. Yeah. 
uh, and and use the lightning prime from the space marine book or the mechanicum book because they're different now. You can't get um you don't get the tool. I would use whatever faction you're using. Whatever faction, what, yeah. Okay, or the closest to your faction. Yeah. In case of militia. Yeah. Okay. Um. So do, 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 next one. When you uh ah automatic hits from a Volkite weapon, deflagrate, considered to have come from a hit roll. Uh, why, I would say no. Why would that matter? Why would that? That's, I'm just trying to think what mechanic that affects, and I can't think of one off the top. I of my head. I think there are certain abilities that say on a, on a successful to hit roll, they apply whatever other special rules. Ah, uh, yeah, mm, yeah. It just says hits. I would think they would they yeah. would count as a successful hit. So, so like for example, like precision shots, precision strikes. Yeah, like I, if I roll a six to hit you. Or something. Ooh, I would just say no because you're not rolling to hit. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a, yeah. Yeah. it's a successful to wound, but not to hit on yeah. that. And, and you wouldn't get precision on that because the, the the what they're talking about there is your like your precision shot would count for the initial fucking I want to shoot that apothecary. Yeah. Once he yeah. burns up in a fiery inferno, it's not like you're going to precision. I'm going to precision shot him here so he burns yeah. out in this direction. I'm going to shoot him at this angle the so and, yeah, the blue black annihilates this guy. Yeah. So they count as a successful hit, but you can't apply any. Uh, yeah. oh, a no, successful to wound it counts as a successful to wound not no 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 to hit it's a hit it's an extra hit oh I said yeah yeah so you could still apply USRs except for ones ah fuck see that's the problem because you mm. want to you want to leave preferred enemy everything on there right or do you want to just strip it strip those hits of any further USRs well that's what I'm saying just strip it of all further because it's just the guy exploding like it's not actually coming yeah. from the model that's fired it that's why it just needs to just not count as a to hit roll yeah yeah Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Makes destroy uh, Myrmidon destroyers a little bit less fucking uh, out of control <laughs> like as well. So. <laughs> yeah, like one percent. <laughs> or if you put a character with a Volkite Culverin unit and he has preferred enemy traitors or loyalists or something like that, you know, from Turd Bearers or Knight Errant, sort of just like tones it down a little bit because you're not getting the preferred yeah. enemy on the, on the second one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Strip it of USRs for the deflagrates. Um, in yes. a Legion Seeker squad, can a Legion Strike Leader take a combi weapon? Page 48, the Legion of Studies. So, combi weapon is is listed as one of the squad's upgrades, but it's not yeah. listed as well, an upgrade. What it, he what can it says take. is, it says any Seeker can take a combi weapon, but yeah. the, the actual sergeant isn't called a Seeker, he's called a Strike Leader instead I, of a Seeker Strike oh, Leader or I a think Seeker. That's an oversight. Ever. Yeah, that's a no brainer for me. But yeah. 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 Yep, just an oversight. I think you should be able to take it. Uh, they should just change his name. They should just change the entry name for the sergeant to uh, seeker strike leader. We'll just say any member of the squad can take. You know, like yeah, either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. When using a legion dreadnought drop pod, how do you determine the facing of a dreadnought still embarked inside the drop pod? Uh, page forty-seven. Hey, legion. Hey, hang on. Hang on just a second. So keep that in mind. Just read all these dreadnought ones. The, read the next three Dreadnought ones so people really get an idea of how fucked up the Legion Dreadnought drop <laughs> rules are. And then also I can just answer all these at fucking once with one ruling. Excellent. Okay, here we go. Okay, so, uh, so the facing one, how do you determine the facing if it's inside a pod? When a Legion Dreadnought drop pod with an embarked Dreadnought suffers an explodes result and suffers a strength for AP nothing hit, which facing does the Dreadnought suffer the hit on? Um, when a Dreadnought is still embarked in a Legion Dreadnought uh, dreadnought drop pod 
and it fires out, does it use the rules for passenger shooting from an open top transport on page 88 of the 40k hardback rulebook? If so, does firing from the hull of the dreadnought drop pod count as crossing itself and give the target of the attack the shrouded USR via the burning retros rules in the dreadnought drop pod entry? Fucking Jesus Christ. So that um, should be it. That's, that's, that's the it. three okay. things. Yep. Okay, so here's how you fix this. You should have never, ever, ever been able to keep the dreadnought in the drop pod because yeah. it just throw it throws all this fucking shit like out where it just you're writing all these rules for something really fucking stupid. So here's how you do it: when the drop pod lands, the dreadnought has to get the fuck out of the drop pod. Yep. If the dreadnought is standing on the door of the drop pod or its base is touching the hull of the drop pod, then it keeps all the special rules that it would normally get for staying in the drop pod. I but yeah. now it's now it's out of the drop pod, so now all shooting and all that shit works as normal. Yeah. Because it's now out of the drop pod. I yep. agree with. I like that. It's easy. Nice and simplified. Yeah. Elegant so solution. When you, when you, yeah, when you play with the dreadnought drop pod, when it lands, you disembark like any other fucking unit using a drop pod, and as long as you stay on the door of the drop pod when disembarking or touching any part of the drop pod with your base, you get all the special rules as if you'd stayed in it. Boom, done. Yeah. I like it. Easy. Done. All right. Do the unique special character dreadnoughts like Cassian Dracos, Rylanor, and Telemachus count as dreadnoughts or contemptors uh, for the purpose of putting them in a transport slash dreadclaw? Uh, in the unit entry, they are identified as unique walkers, and all dreadclaws and drop pods say they can only transport dreadnoughts or contemptor dreadnoughts. Or I think, yeah, okay, yep. Uh, if so many, uh, if so, may they select a Legion Dreadnought drop pod as a dedicated transport when using the Orbital or uh, Assault Right of War. Uh, page 47, 55, 98 of Legion Studies, Age of Darkness Army List, and page 12 and 110 of Legion of Studies, Age of Darkness Legions. What do you guys think? Yes, I think they count as fucking Dreadnoughts and should be able to take yeah. drop pods and be put in drop pods. Definitely, yep. I think you should just look at the chassis for the model, and if it's clearly a contemptor, it counts as a contemptor. Yeah. It's clearly a box dread, it counts yeah. as a box dread. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. common sense sort of ones, I think. Exactly. Um, okay, here's another Dreadnought-related thing, or Walker-related thing. Does a Maragall Dreadnought count as a contemptor Dreadnought, as per how they are modeled, uh, for the purposes of putting them in a transport slash Dreadclaw? In their unit entry, they are identified as a Maragal Dreadnought, and all Dreadclaws and Drop Pods say they can only transport Contempt of Dreadnoughts. If so, uh, may they select a Legion Dreadnought Drop Pod as a dedicated transport, um, as before. What do you guys think about that? I Should be same. Yeah, same, same as the characters. Yep, yep. yep. It's only marginally same. bigger than a Contemptor, really. It's definitely it's not Leviathan it's size. Obviously contempt, it's it's yeah. obviously a Contemptor. Like yeah. People who are trying to claim otherwise should just have a bit of a hard look at themselves. <laughs> official, that's the official ruling from Michael. Take a look in the mirror, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Cassius, Cassian Dracos Reborn's entry, he has a Cyber Thirty power called the Rite of Rededication uh, that asks you to compare the wounds of the target to the wounds of Cassian Dracos. Cassian is a vehicle, so he doesn't have wounds. Is this meant to be hull points? Yep. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That right. would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should, Dude, yeah. When we're playing, should be whole points. When we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, like 50% of the time I go to say wounds, I say whole points. So, you know, it, it's all the same thing at the end of the day. Um, okay. It appears that Super Heavy Tank no longer exists. So, oh, wait, hold on. It appears that the Super Heavy Tank type 
no longer exists, so do super heavy vehicles clearly modelled as a tank count as tanks for rights of war effects and limitations? For example, does a Fellblade count as a tank unit for the Dark Angels Iron Wing Protocol list, or would it gain the uh, would it gain the outflank in an Iron Hands head of the Gorgon list? Fucking God forbid. Yeah, that's uh, a question. Page 86 of the Legion of Studies Age of Darkness Army list uh, and page 94 of the 40k Hardback Rulebook. That's tough because that's if you go one way, you're allowing fucking Iron Hands to outflank Glaives. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking... Well, here's the thing. It, it should work because otherwise, like even, even uh, Casterman Orth, says he can be put in a model that's a super heavy tank, but super heavy tanks don't exist anymore, so you can't put him in one, which seems really dumb. So, I mean, to me, they're clearly models as tanks and should be tanks. Yeah. Does I... Yeah, just thinking and about... And if they're, if, they're, if they're that worried about specific things like the outflank and Iron Hands, they could just go in and change the Iron Hands right of war to say any non-super heavy tank can outflank. Yeah, I haven't come across this one before, actually, so I'm just taking a bit of time to think about it. I think you're right. Like, it's common sense that they are tanks. The super heavy bit does change it slightly, just thinking of some of the consequences you could end up with. Mm. But, yeah, I'd say you're right. I'd say that if it's not intended, that they could reword some of the actual rights that might streamline or stop that. you got to remember, Iron Hands came out in 6th edition when you could... You, it was clear that you could outflank a super heavy tank because they had the tank type. Yep. And then it only only became an issue after they transitioned to seventh. Mm, all right. Well, yeah. I think you sold me. I'm going to say a tentative yes. Yeah. Until probably I play against yeah. it and then get my I, shit I say they all in. count as tanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Iron Hands players don't get carried away. You know who you are. If there's yeah. suddenly like a whole bunch of people playing Iron Hands all of a sudden. Who do we want to call out for doing that? Who would do that? Fucking Rob Roll? He'll go straight from Iron Warriors back to Iron Hands. <laughs> he loves that fucking outflanking shit. He did that to me with uh, with Vindicators. Who else would do it? Some whack faggot. Oh, Ooh. Max. Max Cooper. Ooh, he suddenly starts, people <laughs> out. He suddenly Jesus. starts playing Iron Hands. You know why. What's that uh, fucking outflanking yeah, glaive, there's, man? There's one, other, there's one other Iron Hands player. Uh, yeah, I think he's sitting across from me who's probably going to start doing that. But, by the way, <laughs> this isn't unique because, like, in sacrificial offering, you can outflank anything in the primary detachment. So, I mean, you could still outflank any of these super heavies now without yeah, even true. worried about what keyword it is. Yeah. Uh, so, don't, don't people it ideas. doesn't really matter. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess and, there's a precedent. Yeah. you got to remember, a, a Typhon is low enough hole points where you can take two. So, at enough <laughs> points, you could literally have two outflanking Typhons in a sacrificial offering list. Yeah, oh, I think it's 3k. You can f- oh, no, they're, they're more expensive now. More Typhon, expensive slightly. Yeah, they're 395 now. So you'd need like yeah, they're four hundred points. Yeah, so you'd need more. You'd have but to play under their like, old rules, yeah. like under their old rules, you could probably fit. They were like under three fifty, weren't they? So you could fit them in. Jesus yeah. Christ! All right, <laughs> all right. Well, so yeah. Uh, next, uh, if I have a squad of twenty Legion breaches and I have purchased melder bombs for each individual, may I? This make... has already been answered. <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, well let's ask Michael there. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about all, right. all this stuff. He's been oh, away. Okay. He's been on a boat. Uh, may I make only one melter bomb attack in the assault phase? Page one eighty. No, you, you may not. <laughs> you may make all of them. Yeah. Every time this comes up, I tell people the same fucking like um, uh, the same story, um, uh, which is the same anecdote. I think that story. was the example that they put into the actual Forge World 
like ad for the new rule book, wasn't it? Like, what not, else? Like multi multi bombings. Oh yeah, yeah. That was one of the things they they yeah. dropped. They definitely dropped a screenshot of it. But I t- I say, tell the same anecdote, which is when we first started playing, and I had Mechanicum, and you had a Star Days. Basically, I won every game until you realized that you could take fucking multi bomb, you could take melder bombs and use them on every breacher. Yeah. Then it became 50 50. And then once you got Stone Gauntlet and that, you started winning every game. Yeah. So that's my anecdotal evidence for that. Just let them do it, mate. Like, it fucking, it's, a, it's one of the few things that tones down Mechanicum and stops you from just plunging yeah. Automata into just units of and it's fucking shit. And one of the few things that makes breaches unique is that they're like not a jump pack or assault squad that can all take melter bombs yeah. and can actually legitimately. Yeah. Face down some heavy armor. Well, well people win. always want to bitch about like, well, my fucking Felglaive or whatever got wrecked by all these breach. I'm like, well, for one, if somebody has twenty fucking breachers and a Spartan, and you know they all have melt bombs, just like screen it or avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah. they've paid literally like eight hundred fucking points for that unit and that Spartan, yeah. which is more points than you paid for your Felblade. So yeah. just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, like, the last thing you want is a Stardust having free reign outside your vehicle. Just go and read Sven Hassel and see what they yeah. do to vehicles, and they've just got, like, fucking Molotov you gotta take, it's and combined, potato mashes. It's combined arms, man. Yeah. you got to screen your armor. These guys have got, like, fucking things that can literally cut... They can just clamp to a vehicle, and it cuts through any fucking shit, so... Alright, next well, pl- up. Plus a goddamn Terminator with a chain fist is like a dude with three melter bombs anyway. Yeah, Nobody exactly. ever bitches about that. Yeah, so, exactly. And like, probably cheaper than 20 breaches and with melter bombs is probably like five cheaper. guys with chain fists. Yeah. Yeah, way cheap. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and uh, while you're at it, go to uh, com and go buy yourself a multi bomber shirt. Show your allegiance to the multi bombing. Have you seen this, Michael? You might have been away. No. Look at this cool shit. been answered in the, the new rule book. One of the few things that they leaked in the new rule book is multi bombings in anyway. So yeah. it, it is what it is. It never left, Ryan. It never left. Yeah. Except that. Correct, sir. Yeah, the new frontier, though, is mixed bombing because it actually says now that you can only use. You can only multi bomb with one type of bomb. So if you have a sergeant with one mul- with multi bomb with melter bombs, the rest can't crack grenade. The rest can't crack. Yeah. So mixed bombing's the new frontier. I have to do a new. I don't actually kind of like it because it makes you when you select war gear for your sergeant, it makes you want to take a power fist. Because before, yeah. to me, it was always a gift to go bolt pistol, power axe, melt the bomb because it was the same points cost yeah. as a power fist or same points cost as a power fist, but made it more well rounded. So now. If you're going to give the whole unit, like say you have vets and you're going to give the whole, or say you had a tactical squad that all has crack grenades and they can't take melt bombs, only the sergeant can, it's like, well, now I can throw a power fist on him so they can all crack grenade and I can still punch with the fist, but he's going to be one less attack. So it actually makes you have to fucking think about shit for war gear. So I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I like it. It's good. It adds a bit more depth to it. Yeah. Get your multi bomb shirt. Okay. I just saw these new shirts. They're fucking rad. I didn't know they were there. I made that. I made that sh- that multi bomber shirt. That's and cool. I made that on my fucking. Do you reckon phone. we'll get like when we go to America, we'll get past Homeland Security wearing that? No, I actually, <laughs> I actually specifically said, like, don't wear these to the airport. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Those um, I think DJ was wearing one at the uh, Sydney event today. I saw some pictures of that. All right. If I'm playing an Alpha Legion army and I select infiltrate as my mutable tactic, does this fulfill the limitation in the coils of the Hydra right of war that all infantry squads must purchase a dedicated transport or have the infiltrate and or deep strike abilities? Page 124, 125 of the Legion of Studies, Age of Darkness army list. So the, so the, so so the, there's, the there's, reason, yeah, there's the a list. The reason this is a problem 
is during army construction, yes. you have to have infiltrators. You can't actually pick your mutable tactic till the game, yes. till right before the game. Mm. Yes. So there's two ways of solving this. Either you fucking lock yourself into only fucking infiltrating in every single game with that army. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. I'd say that's the common sense approach. Even I'd though you can't no, really right? police it. I'd say yeah. no. I'd say like you've got to have fucking rhinos for everybody. Because you can still infiltrate with dedicated transports. Yeah, you like can. who gives a fuck yeah. about that? And they're only thirty five points. And it means that you can take shit like infiltrating units, like how many are there? There's like Legion Recon in Recon Armor. That is all, right? Can you think of any others? Like Exodus maybe? Um, uh, some assassins what, that have infiltrate? seekers. Yeah, infiltrate. Uh, yeah. Um headhunters? And uh, oh, I don't think they've no. oh, oh, they do, uh, yeah, they the infiltrate. Yep. The one character guy, the uh Exodus. Uh the Vigilator. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, the vid just a generic vigilator. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. Um, so, and that's only if he's in recon armor, right? Um, he only has outfit. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, he only has scout. He, gave, he has scout he has scout normally, and then he gains infiltrate if you put him in recon armor. Yes, yeah. So, uh, what this does, basically, is it means... Uh, this will preclude them from being able to be played in Centurion games. Like that's really one of the few limitations. Like that, this will prevent one of the yeah, because you need rights vehicles. Of war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm inclined to say no. Rules is written. Mutable tactics is until the, the fucking game phase, not the army list timer phase. What, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, that's fine with me. I think it's it's fine either way. It just needs to be answered. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, I'm the same. I I can see merit in both, but. Eh. As long as you're a oh, fuck, we need <laughs> uh, need a bit and sit on the fence. I say, oh, fuck. Yeah, no fence sitting, man. Gotta fucking deliver the deliver the disc. Yeah, I'm gonna I mean, say. To be honest, I mean, I'm fine. Like, cause if you allow them to do it, then it just means they're always locked in to infiltrate and can't choose any other mutable tactic. Yeah. So they're just limiting themselves if they do it. I'm inclined so to. So I don't really that. have to yeah. do it either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Either. Um, but you like make sure you fucking write it down or tell your opponent. Like, I have to infiltrate, just so you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, are quad mortars supposed to have the pinning universal special rule in their profile? They they have the shell shock rule, which affects pinning checks, but doesn't seem to cause pinning. Yeah. So that's I think that's an oversight. I think they should probably cause pinning. Like it's well, it's a holdover. So in 6th edition, Barrage had pinning, and then in 7th edition, it took pinning out. But this rule was still around. So they either just need to lose the fucking shell shock rule, or they need to put pinning back on the model. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I would, in the meantime, just play pinning. It causes pinning. Yeah. There's a few like that where it sort of talks about, like, um, oh, fuck, there's one in Mechanicum that came up when Brenda and I were talking, going through that, um, where, it, you know, it, it applies a, a rule to a rule that's not on their list. I would say it's just an oversight and they missed that rule off their list. Um, okay. Are more Dathan and Headhunter units supposed to have implacable advance? Uh, I, I think they are. I think they should. Yep. Well, here's the thing. When this question was asked, pretty much everything did. But now since we've asked this, they've, like, Space Wolves and Thousand Sons and some other shits come out. And, like, the Thousand Sons, like, uh, Kintai Blade Occult dudes and the Space Wolves, Death Sworn, and the little sniper guys like none of those guys have implacable advance either so now i'm kind of yeah. torn on it well that's one uh fucking like uh, uh destroyers destroyer style guys they shouldn't because they yeah, just imagine yeah. them trying to capture I, a computer I guess, so, just so the reason that we asked this question originally was because when they updated the red book they gave seekers 
um, uh, yeah. Implacable Advance, yes. or Dathan and Headhunters are both just like special seekers. Yeah, if you remember, Ryan, before they even uh, did the new uh, Astartes Red Book, it was in the errata that they had, the multi-page errata, yes. where they added dreads and all that sort of shit. And then they got rid of that errata and put the book out and took it away. So they didn't yeah. have it, then they did have it, now they don't have it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that they should. Like, I, I think it's fucking I foolish agree. that they don't. They're, like, they're pretty... They're not exactly stellar units anyway, so you might as well yeah. give them a little... Plus, plus, imagine taking a headhunter Leviathal and nothing's fucking scoring. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. When just... they become, tro become troops, they're scoring. Ah, uh, true. Regardless yeah, of right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think it fits Ooh. with their fluff well. They send these guys to infiltrate to get hold something, whereas some of these yeah. other units, like the Space Wolves, are just like vicious psychos who are like, fucking give a fuck. <laughs> just give us more people to kill. What's a, what's a computer? Yeah. How do I burn yeah, CDs? I think, I think they implacable advance and if the yep. if the thousand sun sniper guys don't have it i don't have the book in front of me but because i wrote these before those guys were out if those guys don't have it they should have it as well yep easy done um when using endrid ha in a black shields army does he benefit from the wrought by war rule you select example if you choose chimera option one do his basic stats change to reflect this so does Pardon me, does he not have Legion of Stardis Black Shields? Is that the problem? No, he does have... That's the problem, is he has Legion of Stardis Black Shields. But he doesn't and, have... And all say, you know, any model with Legion of Stardis Black Shields gains these changes, but the problem is you're altering the characteristics on a special character uh, that should already have characteristics. Yeah, I'd say no, then. They're set. Otherwise, yeah, I agree. You, otherwise, I that's a precedent yeah. for people to do all sorts of fucking bullshit. Yeah, also, if you look at his entry, he's fucking... Uh, what he's strength four tough five so he would go to strength five tough six he has a power <laughs> fist so he'd have strength Jesus. and power fist the six yeah he's not an arch magos come on let's be real that's crazy <laughs> all right um yeah so yeah no don't no yeah don't apply that rule to him no <laughs> all right sorry i'm trying to trigger him you, you, are you painting a you're painting one right now <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, here we go. If I take a console and then take Terminator armor for him, does he keep his console-specific equipment and weapons, or replace them with the combi, wet bolter, and power weapon, or vice versa? Example, I take a chaplain in Terminator armor. Does he now have a Crozius Arcanum power weapon, a second power weapon, and a combi bolter? So, yeah, that, that, that's mm. a tough one just because of the way that that Here, whole thing's set up. the thing. If you look at the models they've released, it, it uh, like if you look at the Terminator Apothecary model they came out with, and if you look at the 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 Sorcerer model that's like summoning the blood letter that has like his hand out with the smoke oh, cloud okay. with the blood yeah, letter yeah, in it, yeah, yeah. both of those guys have their <laughs> original war gear plus the Terminator war gear. So they're, they're keeping it the way they're modeled. Because like the... Yeah. The Terminator Apothecary model has the needle needle pistol. Mm. Oh yeah. That's weird. Mm. So Oh yeah. I think they should keep it. I think they should keep it, but the way it's worded it's like it replaces it, but I think they should keep it. Yeah, I think they should keep it too. I model all mine with like I think I modeled a chaplain that's got a Crisarius, a chain fist, and like something else. Yeah. So you buy your. What's cool? So you if buy... you get to keep and do neat shit like give your your Terminator Chaplain like his Crozius can be like because it just you can pick any power weapon it could be like an axe and then you could you, you can give him a power sword for the Terminator weapon so you mm. have like a cool ass fucking Chaplain with an axe and a sword which yeah. seems rad to me yeah. yeah fuck yeah 
or even better a chain axe and a fucking power axe uh, yeah. if you're going word, uh, world eaters or something like that yeah the way that I see it is you know you, you buy the basic uh, uh, centurion you add the uh, console type and that sort of sits there for a second while you drag the terminator onto him terminator armor onto him and then you just fuck off anything you don't need and then you add any of those console items you want um basically right so you like for example a terminator like uh, uh forged lord would get a access to a he'd obviously have a server arm like you would obviously yeah. get the server arm added on for yeah. example it's just a right yeah it just becomes a modeling thing right yep. um okay uh should the bombardment on a mechanica magos with the ordinator upgrade be barrage uh does it not have the barrage rule fuck it, it does not. It's a direct fire. Whatever it does, it's direct fire. It doesn't have barrage. Oh, so sure. we always we always joke that any, like, scanner-style, like, explodes you from across the battlefield. You yeah. just, like, blow up. It doesn't actually come from... It's, like, just shoots from his eyes or something. I don't know <laughs> what it does. But the, the oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's an Ordnance D3. Uh, yeah. Main wrecker, large blast pinning. Interesting. Yeah, no. So almost all of the rest of them have barrage, don't they? Every, every single one of them do because you're calling it in from off board which only makes sense as a barrage but his is direct fire which is always Shit. funny well, we always say that he has a mechanicum exploder gun yeah just a gun <laughs> somebody and pull the trigger and they just blow up three times yeah. well i'm gonna cover my ass and because i've been playing it as barrage anyway and say yes should have barrage right should right like yeah. the other ones i agree yeah yeah it's just an extremely powerful one because it also has armor pain <laughs> it's only AP3 hits, though yeah, no, It just man. automatically hits the side of fucking vehicles Yeah whatever <laughs> Spoken hey. like a true mechanic Hey player. man it's a 30 point upgrade like, come on. Um, Alright so in the Legion Jetbike Sky Slayer support squadron Are the points costs for the weapon Upgrades wrong On a Sky Oh yeah this one um, On a yep. Jetbike Sky Hunter With a heavy bolter it's 10 points to upgrade To a multi melder or culverin And 50 point, uh, 15 points for a plasma cannon in a Slayer squad, however, the 10 points for the multi-melder is included in the base points of the model, but to upgrade to a Culverin, it's an additional 10 points and a 15 point additional for the Plasma Cannon. I think we re we read, I think we, we talked about this one as well. I know you guys have talked yep. about it over an RFI. Yep. Um, are the upgrade costs supposed to be 0 and 5? I think yes, right? Like why? I agree. I, I think it's ridiculous because you're... You end up paying like fifty-five fucking points or something, just asinine for uh, just for three, three a Volk squad. Uh, for yeah. for well, there are fifty-five points a piece to put a Volkite Colvaron mm -hmm. on a jet bike. Yeah, I mean, and it's like make, I can you can I can make, have a goddamn land speeder with a Volkite Colvaron for yeah. that. <laughs> you, you can make the argument that uh, you know, like having those uh, heavy weapons in more like in a heavy saturation in a unit is more powerful somehow, but really, it's just like it's well, then the multi melter should cost more. Yes, mm. correct. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. the problem. Is the multi melter you're you basically you are paying the extra points because you're. In a normal squad, it's 10 points for a multi-melta. In the other squad, the 10 points are literally already included. You have no choice. It's just 45 points for the guy. But they left the upgrades for the other two weapons the same as in the other entry, yeah. which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would say that's just an oversight, and it, and it should be the... yeah. The, it's the, a copy-paste here. Yeah. yeah. Free swap, I think they should be free swap to Culverin, five points for the Plasma Cannon. Yeah. Easy. Done. Uh, does the Promethean Gift still function 
if a non-Legion Astarte Salamander unit is attached to it. Example, if I had a Vulcan attached to a unit of Salamander Tactical Marines, and that unit becomes a target of a Flamer, does the strength of the Flamer drop to 3? Page 106 of the Astarte's uh, Age of Darkness Legion. So this, this is the rule on uh, Vulcan, which is you have the strength of Volkites, Flamers... No, 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 no. And, oh, this is... Not? The, the standard Salamander Legion rule says oh. if a if a Legion Astarte Salamander unit is targeted by a Flamer, it reduces the strength by one. Yeah. However, Primarchs do not have the Legion Astarte. Oh, rule. right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. And also, if you, it, it would also it'd be important if you had allies and those allies were sworn brothers because you can attach characters. So if you had like a. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like a Mechanicum because there's Swarm Brothers with Mechanicum. So if I had a Magos in it mm. in the unit, does it still drop to? Yeah. Let, let's do Vulcan as well because I think these two are probably tied. I'm, I think my yeah. answer is going to be whatever the whatever you know the uh, the majority unit, like with strength I and toughness agree. and things. That's so. what, yeah, because it doesn't work the other way around. If you just yeah. got one character providing that to the no, unit, doesn't make sense. Honest. Yeah. Okay. So well, he, maybe he gets his water bottle out and just sort of wets yeah. them down yeah, before they yeah. get. Yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> down. <laughs> Gonna wet you down, guys. All right, we'll do we'll do Vulcan, and then we'll make a ruling. So, does the Primarch Vulcan's Draken scale still modify the strength of incoming attacks when he is attached to a unit? For example, if Vulcan is attached to a ten-man Salamander tactical squad, uh, then he and the unit become one in the same when uh, when rolling to wound, uh, as per the rules for units with multiple toughness values. Uh, this unit is then fired at by a tactical support squad with 10 plasma guns. Do the plasma guns become strength 3 and then roll to wound against the majority toughness of the unit, which is currently 4? Um, page 113 of the Legion Studies, Age of Darkness Legions, and page 51 of the 40k hardback rulebook. Uh, majority majority rule, right? Mm, for that, what, well, but that's the thing. It, it's not a t so yeah. his ability just says if he's targeted, it doesn't have anything to do with his toughness. So yeah, but he yeah. can only my be targeted if he's on his own. There. Well, no, because you're he's part of the unit. If he's so the you're closest, still targeted, if he's the closest part of model. the unit, that's why it's fucking confusing. But I, I would say, like, if you hit him with precision shots, then yeah, I would say if but it's otherwise not. against him specifically, like he's the closest yeah. model. I don't. No, uh, but then that. Yeah, but that gets weird so. because. Yeah. Then he just look out Sirs onto his fucking Death Star. Mm. But why, why would you do Scott, that? Because Salamander's players the, are all assholes, man. So yeah. here's why it's weird. And, <laughs> and here's the argument for and against. So Vulcan standing on his own, if he gets shot at by plasma guns, they cannot hurt him. Because yes. they go to strength three and he's tough seven, they literally can't hurt him. Yeah. But if I attach him to uh, a squad, Jester yeah. reduced to three, but because his majority toughness talks just goes down to four you can now still hurt him. But I could then attach him to fire drakes, making my fire drakes... You Normally when you shoot fire drakes, you're wounding on twos of plasma guns. If I put Vulcan in the unit, you would be wounding them on fives. But you could still hurt Vulcan, so it's kind of a give and take. So it's weird how... It works. Oh, that's a really confusing mechanic. I haven't thought about it. That's a confusing mechanic, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Like, I think majority, and then... I, the, I, it's I only, just think the Draken yeah, right. skill should only work when he's standing on his own. Yeah. Yeah, it I, should specifically okay, so. stay standing on his own. It works. Now the the other thing, the strength of the flamer, I think that you should always drop the strength by one as long as one model in the unit has the Promethean gift rule. Because I don't think that's as harsh. Like it's it's literally one strength. I mean that's not going and it's only on flamer weapons. It's not really going to affect the game terribly. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy I, with that actually. Yeah. Yep. 
So I, I think Promethean Gift should always function, even if you have a character that doesn't have it attached, but I think that his Draken scale should only work if he's standing on his own. Okay. For easy game mechanics, yeah. Done. Um, okay. Does the Primark Logars... See, fucking games... We're already halfway through these. Games Workshop could have sat around, had fun, just like we did, like we're yeah. doing right now. But they don't. Hopefully they do. Maybe they'll record it as well. Um... Okay, does the Primarch Lorgar's Dark Fortune ability still function if he is attached to a unit? For example, if Lorgar is attached to a 10-man word bar or tactical squad, then he and the unit would become one in the same when rolling to wound as per the rules for the units with multiple toughness values. This unit is then uh, fired at by a tactical support squad with a ten with 10 plasma guns. That uh, plasma guns that Lorgar has chosen as the target with Dark Fortune. Majority toughness for Lorgar's unit becomes four, so the plasma guns need twos to wound. But do the Dark Fortune are uh, due to due to Dark Fortune? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be D U E, not D O. Oh, yeah. I'm just a fucking hillbill, so I use the wrong two. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, due to Dark Fortune, uh, would they be required to re-roll to wound rolls of fives and sixes? So here's the thing. It's yeah. once again, because you've joined a character to a unit, it becomes one and the same, and his Dark Fortune ability just says when Lorgar becomes the target of an attack. Now, the thing with this is, it's a once-per-game ability that only affects one enemy unit. So, to me, it should affect both, like, the Dark Fortune, when you use it, should it should still work if he's attached to a unit. Because otherwise, it's just mm -hmm. like, why even have the fucking... It would only yeah. otherwise it only works when he's on his own, and it's still only a once per game use, and only works against yeah. one enemy unit. Yeah, I don't think it's game breaking. I'd say yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, plus he needs something now yeah. that he's just a poor man's fucking uh, uh, Magnus. <laughs> 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 All right, um, next. So they should oh, just sorry. basically change the wording on Dark Fortune to say if you know Lorgar if. Lorgar can choose, and if he does, then him and his unit gain whatever the ability. It should yep. just say yep. in the rule that him and his unit benefit instead of just him. Yeah. And I mean, like, some of these are just so, like, they're really obscure. Some of them are just, like, literally they missed a word in the description. And if you think about the fucking number of rules, like, think about how many red mm -hmm. books there are. Like, it's not yep. really surprising. Uh, and, and, and plus, I mean, think about some of these rules probably go back to some of the first books that they dropped for the heresy and since that time there's been what three editions of 40k so i mean we're not like some of these are just fucking yeah some of them are no-brainers some of them are like what yeah what? like how the fuck yeah all right uh when using the armored breakthrough right of war under armor of the line it states that predator strike armor squadrons brackets armed with the predator cannon turret and sponsons only must be taken as compulsory troops and may be taken as additional troops. Does this mean that they have that? That does this mean? Does this mean they may not? Oh, they may not have any other upgrades, or that only the turret may not be upgraded. For example, if I put a dozer blade or a pintle weapon on a predator, does it no longer become mm. a troops choice? Uh, One eighty-six of book nah. six. Nah, he, I think it just means the main armament in the turret. So fill your boots on pin, pintles and yeah. sponsons. Yeah, I, I agree. I, well, you, I would either say it's only the it only means the main turret or yep. any anything that has a weapon profile like pintle weapons or hunter killers. Yep. I'm fine with either one of those rulings. I just think it's silly because it literally says, yeah, you know, must uh, what does it say? Only it says only armed with predator turrets. So to 
the problem is like the pinnel weapon is in the same upgrade slot, like uh, same upgrade categories like dozer blades. What? So it's kind of weirdly worded, but I think, I, I think re- like yeah. you said, it just it just means that the means the main turret weapon or anything with a weapon profile. What do yeah. you think? Just yeah, turret I, weapon I or anything with a weapon? I think it's just turret weapon. It's just to stop people from taking executioners. Executioners yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, yeah, because <laughs> it's like who gives a fuck about HCBs and stuff? You know, like it's just to stop some of the like uh, like the, the the magnum elter as well. Like yeah, pretty any of those ones. Those those special ones. Like you, yeah. So you think it'd be okay to put? Uh, pinnel mounts, pinnel mounted yep, weapons yep. on them. Pinnel yeah, mounts and pinnel. whatever sponsors you want, right? Yeah, but maintaining that always predator cannon yeah. turret. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Pred cannon for sh- for real, real. Okay. Uh, when using a dreadnought talon in a blood angel's army, does a talon of three dreadnoughts count as one or three vehicle units for the purposes of the Legion of Studies mm. of Blood Angels rule? Brackets host of angels during yeah. army construction. Page two five eight of book six retribution. <sighs> It's a good question. It's one choice, right? Yeah, but it's three vehicles. Yeah, but it says vehicle, <laughs> vehicle unit, though. And they it's are a, a single unit choice. A, they count as a single unit until until they're deployed. Yep. And, and they then do whatever. And they then want. after the game ends, they become individual units. So during our yeah. construction, they're one unit. When the game begins, they become multiple. Yeah, and I mean, like, you got four fucking elite choices. I'm sure you can wrangle some shit, right? Like, <laughs> was, there's rarely any benefit to deploying them in a Talon rather than you can really gain the you can really gain them as a you can. Oh, we getting oh. Some, uh, sorry, we're getting some breakup from you, right? Blood Angels players are trying to hack us. <laughs> like, no, 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 they should all kind of. Yeah. Really oh no, they want them to be one anyway. They 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 want yeah. them to be one. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives them the option. So yeah. I just cooked up like the Blood Angels players' perspective. Well, I, I, I actually, I honestly, I actually lean the other way. I think that they should count as individual units because otherwise, it's kind of you can easily get around restriction. Otherwise, yeah, because that's the whole reason that's important, isn't it? Because you have to have so many. Uh, you can only have X amount of vehicles per amount of infantry squads, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not hard anyway. Like characters count as a single infantry choice. So you just chuck in a centurion for fifty points. Like, I, I don't know. I I really don't think that like the those restrictions for blood angels are, are too fucking like heinous. Like I don't think. Um, I did listen to uh, on the latest Sons of Heresy, Johnny trying to get his head around. Like, wait, wait, hold on. Let me fucking, <laughs> let me get some like red string and mark this out. For this, I'd I'd say they they count as one because I think because they're not. This might be pedantic or hair splitting, but they're not tanks, and I think it's tanks is what they're trying to get at the vehicles like a yeah. dreadnought's more well, like the way it's dreadnought it, dreadnought. It specifically just says vehicle units it says that you can you have to have one legion of Stardis blood angel unit per non per vehicle unit that's what it says so i guess you have to consider you know is a dreadnought talon a unit during army construction yes or is it three individual dreadnoughts? Nah, so they're, they're one. You know, like they're they're a choice. They're a single choice. Yeah, I'm gonna go with one. that. Plus, yeah. the other thing is on the on the like sort of uh, meta fluff thing. Aren't Blood Angels all about the dreads? That's what I was. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was sort of getting uh, at. Give goddamn stupid Matt Ward thing because he's an idiot because he's so everything because he's like, oh look, they're vampires. Vampires love coffins. Let's put them all in fucking dreadnoughts. <laughs> 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 uh, fuck Matt Ward. We bought into it. We well, drank the Kool-Aid. If, if you read the 40k fluff... 
Let's give them flying land raiders and, you know, write in a bunch of fluff where they only use... Oh, god damn. And we'll name everything Blood This and Blood That. And hey, Ryan, Ryan, it doesn't matter anymore. The new Blood Angels fluff in 40k, the only thing they, they, love, dead, is, mate. The only thing they love is mass graves. Because they're in them. <laughs> yeah. They're all ultramarines now. They're just ultramarines in red armor because uh, Belisarius Call or whatever the fuck his name is, is somehow managed to cure the red thirst, which yeah. no one else, the Emperor Sanguinius and nobody else could do. <laughs> But he manages to do it, and then uh, shows up and just gives him a bunch of Primaris Marines because there's only like 15 of them left. So now all the Blood Angels are just Ultramarine Primaris dudes in red armor. Yeah. So turn, yeah. Turns out antibiotics when, just fix that uh, that red first thing. Yeah, it's that, just a viral. That was pretty much the last coffin nail in the coffin for 40k for me. <laughs> I was like curious. I was like, oh. <laughs> just stick around, man. <laughs> what else from what else from your uh, senior teens can they fucking destroy? Yeah, just, just wait for it. Tell me some Eldar right. stuff. I was thinking about <laughs> yeah. doing some Elder models, and then yeah, after Eldar, that, Eldar, like, yeah, no. Eldar. Nah. Eld All right, well, let's get back on top. All right. Um, okay, uh, when using a suborbital strike wing in a Blood Angels army, does a suborbital strike wing of three Thunderbolt fighters count as one or three vehicle units for the purposes? This is just like the above. So the Blood Angels rule host of angels during army construction. I would say they count as one as well, right? Yeah, so, I'd say it's one. Yeah. 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 All right, um, so that's the first lot. So the, the first lot that we just went through just then, they're the ones that were on the original cakes, weren't they? Yes. Okay, they're the ones that... Yeah, okay. And then, since then, a few more have come up. Mm. Due to books and things, like book, book seven and things like that. Okay. Yep. So, when a right of war or rule prevents you from taking immobile units, does this mean that only units that have the immobile unit type, such as tarantulas? Um, or does it also mean you can't take drop pods because they have a special rule called a mobile. When answering, keep in mind certain rights of war, such as Last of the Serrated Sun, simultaneously unlock the use of drop pods and ban a mobile unit. So uh, that's, <clears throat> I think that's probably meant to be yeah, getting I, around the idea that, you know, I th you, you can't, anything that doesn't, that can't disembark from a pod basically can't be taken. That's what I think. Anything that's immobile that sits up on the table at the start of the game is what they're trying to ban. Like yes. fortresses, Aegis lines, all that sort of stuff. I, well, here's the here's the thing. Okay, so what this comes down to is if you turn to page 123 of the Legion Astartes Age of Darkness army list, there is a rule right near the top called immobile and in, in parentheses says artillery type. So I'm not going to read the whole rule out, but basically what it is, is Forge World made their own special rule, or own special unit type called a mobile. And they actually did it in the or in the uh, the books with the Krieg guys in it. What's that called? Brax? Se the Siege of Brax. Brax. Yeah. So that was the first time they invented this rule, and it's been you know in their books and in their rule system since then. At the same time, Drop Pods have the were the rule where they become a mobile well that didn't have a name before in older entries in the drop pod that part where they become a mobile used to just be um as part of like the rule where they show up and land and all that mm. well, what happened was due to addition changes in 40k people were questioning well when it becomes a mobile does it lose a whole point because it didn't have because what happened oh, was that Jesus. drop pods were around before whole points were even a thing yeah so they said, well, that just be, it be, uh, takes an immobile result when it lands. Well, then people were saying, well, that means it takes a whole point when it lands. <laughs> so it became this big fucking crazy thing. And then they, so later on, when they rewrote the entry for a drop pod, 
they they gave it a rule called immobile, and then Forge World copied and pasted it into their book. So now you have a mobile, the unit type, and a mobile, the rule in the drop pod entry. Yeah. So after taking in all that, when it says you can't take any immobile units, because it says immobile unit, I'm like ninety nine point nine nine nine, you know, to infinity thinking that they're just mean unit type. Yes. Because yeah. like in Last of the Serrated Sun, it specifically states can't take immobile units in the restrictions, but the right of war itself unlocks drop pods for the army. Yeah. So why you would unlock drop pods while simultaneously disallowing the use of drop pods wouldn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're on some kind of crazy drugs. Alright. Well, yep. yeah. There we go. Common sense prevails. Next, if Ulvarax Mon of the Raven Guard buys a dedicated drop pod, can he attach can he attach to a unit and begin the game in the drop pod with the unit he joined? The rulebook states a unit and any attached independent characters may begin the game in that unit's dedicated transport, but doesn't state anything regarding the reverse situation uh, if the transport is dedicated to the t- character. What do you reckon, Michael? Ah, uh, for me, that's a common sense one. I'd say if you, as long as you've got. A nine-man squad capacity. Capacity, yep. you can do it. Yep. Yeah, I I agree. Boom, done. Uh, if you're using the drop pod assault vanguard right of war, can you attach independent characters with the jump infantry unit type to a unit in the assault vanguard? Uh, and if you do, can they arrive on turn one from deep strike attached to an assault squad that is part of the vanguard? I've had that used against me. People are doing it. Already. I'd say yes. It's common sense. Like, yeah. Leaders yep. lead from the yep. front. Yep. Yeah, especially the yep. kinds of fucking psych- <laughs> the kinds of people who are willing to just drop, do that fucking <laughs> exactly. super yeah. risky, close, in-your-face yeah. bullshit drop. No, I'm just going to hang at the back. I'm just going to yeah. come after four hours of fighting in a spot and on my own. And yeah. just, uh... I mean, it's only snapshots against them if you're close, but how? Like I've had that before where they've landed and they've gone, aha, snapshots only, and I'm like, these Medusas are 30 inches away, sir. Yeah. All right. Um... Okay, if you take a militia slash warp cult army with an auxilia heavy ordnance battery consisting of Medusas, then upgrade the Medusas with breacher shells, do these fully replace the standard rounds or become an additional Ooh. ammo type like when you upgrade a quad mortar or just like uh, the same thing with the Medusas in the Legion of Stardes where you have to fuck off the normal rounds and put Phosphex in. Well, the thing, it, so here's the thing on all this. So in the Legion, I got the Legion book right here with me. It says the Legion book, spe- yes, in the Legion book, it specifically says replaces. Mm. In the quad mortar, in the quad mortar entry, it specifically says is in addition to. In the militia book, it doesn't say either or. Mm. How's it word? It, ju- it just says it just says if you upgrade them, they may use the profile below. I'd ooh. say you. Ooh. I mean, is there ever a time Fuck. that you're gonna That's not? A- Oh, I guess they are. Well, because I mean, I've got both Phosphex dr- and normal Medusas on my Mechanicum older Reductor artillery vehicles, and I pretty much just always use the Strength Ten anyway. Like, cause it's just almost it's better and almost. I, I, th- I think it's I think it's in addition to personally. Yeah, I, I'd be happy with either way. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, those motherfuckers have sense. got enough crew standing around that they can have like a separate four man loading team for each yeah. type of ammo. You know, that's, that's the thing. You're rounded to the time into the breach of the gun. Like, I don't know why you couldn't have both rounds. Yeah, yeah. Go read some Stone Hassle. They've got all kinds of different fucking 
experience. <laughs> Basically, most of my fucking like n- like uh, military uh, knowledge is based around Sven Hassel, so that's what I apply. <laughs> I try to apply that to games as well. All right. Um, so we're we're saying both. Both. I'm easy. I'll go both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it makes them more versatile. Um, you know, just make sure you've got some outflanking shit um, for situations like when you face militia. Okay. Uh, if I take an Apothecarian detachment of three Apothecaries in a Blood Angels army, how does this interact with the Blood Angels host of Legion special rule? I'd say we'd rule it the same as before. I'd say, one that, choice. yeah, you kind of one or the other. I reckon it's one choice. One unit at when you're designing your army. Yep. Yep. Brian, what do you think? You're already outruled, but you can argue. Um, well, then it doesn't matter what I think. No, I... <laughs> um, so, I... I think that what should happen is they um they don't count like they the, because it says when you take apothecary they they during unit con- or during it's one of those things where you're taking them but then when you put them on the board they became a permanent member mm. of the squad that, to, that, that can never leave the squad they literally mm. it's like basically getting a second unit in the squad mm. so i don't think i don't think that they count as a separate unit personally Ooh, that's, yeah, that's, can, that is interesting because uh, how, do you, how, do you, how many victory points a, here, do they get? Here's give? the thing on apothecaries. The whole fucking thing, the way apothecaries work, should change to where you have to assign them to a unit during army construction. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I believe that too, yeah. Because what ends up happening, there's a word bearer special rule The uh, where you buy the upgrade for them uh, where at the beginning of the game you roll a die and they oh, get yeah, a special dark, ability. Um, dark something. Well, uh, dark channeling. Well, one of them is they become demons. So what's funny is you could have t- so say you had two tactical units in Galvorback, and then you gave you upgrade both your tactical units, and you roll on the table, and they become demons, but you've bought an apothecary. Well, now mm. he can't attach because he can't attach to demons. <laughs> so then what, is, what happens to him? Does he just die? Just goes home. Because it's specifically... It's yeah. no, no one to save here. <laughs> Actually, yeah, apothecaries have always been a funny one now that you bring it up like that, because mm. if I take one apothecary... Is he's worth one VP if I kill him? Is if I there? take three, do I need to wipe out three <clears throat> apothecaries to get the one VP for the one choice, or is it? See, that's my thing. Is yeah. I think they it, because they become part of the unit. I just feel like they just become another member of the unit, and if you wipe out yeah. that unit, including the apothecary, that's one victory point. I'm I don't think he counts. For I'm glad we asked Ryan. Now. Yeah, Fuck, you know, we, I, we almost made the wrong fucking decision. Well, I Jesus. think apothecary. I think judge. Ryan's 100 percent right. I think yeah. apothecaries for the units that can take them now mm. should be an option to add an apothecary for 45 points. Yeah, that's true. But in in the meantime, yeah. like, how do you work it out like, even victory points? Yeah, how, how do you work yeah, out it when... Should be during- if, if they've got three, how do you work out a victory point for that unit being destroyed? Like, are they worth three victory points, or is each one worth one, or are they just worth no, one? They, don't, they, don't, they count as a unit upgrade, not an individual choice, because mm. they have to attach to a unit and can never leave. Mm. Mm. Okay, so we'll just... So, they don't count as anything. They just count... They join a they unit... Don't count as- Yep. They're a unit. They're a unit upgrade. They have their own little section, but just pretend that that section is literally yeah. in every unit's work. Every unit's upgrade section, like where you can add a plasma pistol to the unit or whatever, yeah. should have a fucking apothecary as part of that as well. So just pretend right. yeah. the apothecary section is part of the war gear section for individual units that can take apothecaries. I like yeah. it. So that's how I look. If there's a ten man unit, they're joined by an apothecary. Someone shoots them with yep. a weapon, and only apothecaries left. 
does he keep the whole unit going? You don't get a victory point to yes. kill him as well? Okay, cool. Understood. Right. Now, now the, oh, the, this begs the question, though. What if I take a three-man Tech Marine Covenant? That would be one infantry choice. Right? Because it's not joined to they, anything. They're, 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 yes. Yeah, because they're not joined to anything. They're just running around. So, yeah. yeah. So, but they're just their own. But thing. if they've got several automata boyfriends then each one of them could theoretically become a unit. Yes. So you'd have to kill, and then each one of those would then be worth a victory point. BP. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's another one we need to add in. Man, I've been giving people victory points from Apothecary since day dot. Oh, wow. Silly boy. <laughs> Silly boy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, if a Legion has special war gear, such as Cyber Familiars and Iron Hands, uh, that may be taken by any independent character with the Legion of Stardust rule, can a special character... Uh, a special named character take or upgrade this to additional war gear examples can iron father or tack more take a cyber familiar can ezekiel abaddon take bane strike inf uh, i was about, about to say bane strike information but <laughs> bane strike ammunition what do you guys reckon yeah i reckon yes like what upgrading special characters <gasps> yeah uh, i don't think you should ever be able to change a special character yeah. unless it, if it's something in their list you know like ferris manus uh, after fulgrim st steals his hammer yeah, then, yeah, but like, I don't think you should modify those guys. Anyway Actually, around. yeah, you took me. I was on the fence. You took, yeah, you took me around. Yeah, because you're right. It's a slippery slope once you start doing that. First man, hammer talk. Um, all right, uh, yeah. So no fucking around with special characters unless it's in their entry or you know uh, you can apply special rules. Should from, it be added to the entry? No, mm. fuck no. I'll mention having to go back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, nah, it's too much it, effort. It's like the Mechanicum, you know, like all. There's, I think out of the four, if they're meant to have it, they'd have it. Yeah, out of the four Magos, I think one of them has. I think Scaria has a fucking cyber familiar. The other two just don't, and uh, Caleb Decimate has the option to take one. Mm -hmm. So I think if the option for stuff like that is there, it would be in the entry if you look at Caleb Decimate. All right. Makes sense. Does section leader Chrysos Murtog count? Uh, as hey, hey! I'm before you read that out and make me look like an idiot. I. It's supposed to be Marshall Dunk Dusk Rask. I just got the fucking characters confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, if is Marshall Durask? Is it Durask Rask Rask or something? Durask. Yeah, so whatever his fucking name is. I. It's. Let me get his name. Hang on. Yeah. I'll tell you. Whatever his name is, does he count as a yeah. siege breaker for <laughs> unlocking? Phosphorus? Whatever his name is, that's the that's the problem. Marshall Durask Durak Rask is his name. Rask, Rask, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. All right. So, does he count as a siege breaker for unlocking Phosphex or fulfilling rights of war requirements? Does he have any of the rules that a siege breaker has? Does he have the tank hunter that he applies to a unit yes. or anything that? He so does? this is what he has. He has the master of destruction special rule with only siege breakers have. Yep. He has a Vox, um, and a Phosphex bomb, which are both siege breaker equipment, yep. and he has the art of destruction special rule which gives tank hunters which only siege breakers have oh, so he's oh, like a siege breaker and everything but it doesn't say he's a siege breaker yeah, which matters yeah. for unlocking it, phosphax and shit looks like, like that. an oversight let him have it yeah yeah it's an oversight <laughs> uh that's when they redo that just copy paste from the siege breaker guys all right uh do special name characters that are obviously a certain console type such as xiaphus of the salamanders or chrysos moturg of the dark no, 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 no. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess Duras he counts. Rask but... of the Death Guard <laughs> yeah. or Crisis Mortag. <laughs> Crisis Mortag is awesome because he's the one who got his face all fucked up by a sloth murder mind at Rangda. It's one of my favorite sentences ever. Sloth murder mind at Rangda. Um, 
Uh, do they count as consoles of a certain type for unlocking rights of war? Also, do they count as consoles towards the restrictions certain rights of war have t- uh, towards the number of consoles allowed in that right of war? For example, in a Salamander Covenant of Fire, right of war, desire for Stur count count as a console type chaplain and does he take up the allowance of having only a single console in a covenant of fire army if these characters count as console types can forge world post a list of the characters and what console types or types they are well i have Horus podcast will post a list of all of the special characters and if they are a special console we will mark what console type they are Although Ryan will probably yep. do that for us. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I, that's a bit of an oversight yeah. again. We're going to farm that to the Monoval, nearest Monoval member that we can contact, which is Ryan, because he's on the <laughs> Skype with us. he's trapped. Yeah. Is that I, something I can, you can do? I can do I think it's Sick. it's pretty fucking obvious what yeah. they're supposed to be. So, yeah, yeah, I can do that. It's not a big deal. Yeah, and it just gives more options, you know, like, fuck it. Yeah. Why not? You know, like, if you can take a... Because there's some of them where, you know, for example, Erebus... It's Erebus can be this guy and that yeah. guy, and it means well. It, see, that's the thing they've they've actually clarified that Erebus counts as both yeah. a yeah. chaplain and a Diabolus. So some of them they have done that, like, but they've not done it for others like this guy. So the, what they really need to do is anytime they release a special character, as part of that character's rules, they need to decide if he is a console type, and if he is, they just need to put it right there in their entry because yeah. it does matter. Yeah. Well, we're gonna allow it. Yeah. Real reals. All right. How do Dreadnought Talons interact with rules that grant bonuses or abilities to units before or during deployment? For example, if I take the Emperor's Shieldran Maruskara Right of War, which gives outflank to up to three units that are elite's choices, does a single yeah. Talon of three Contemptors count as one unit or three units? Can the Talon gain outflank? Can I specifically? Uh, select specific dreadnoughts that are part of the talent and only they gain, gain outflank. Uh, is Greg ever going to wake up? Uh, or can only talents <laughs> consisting of a single dreadnought be selected? That was a Wiggles reference in there, um, just in case you don't know what the Wiggles are, Ryan. The, um, I know what the Wiggles are, but I've wake never up seen Jeff? Show. Oh, is it Jeff? Oh, fuck. What did fuck I say? I, I said Craig. Yeah. I don't know the fucking names. Just, it's Craig, mate. In Australia, we say Craig. Yeah, we, say, we pronounce Jeff Craig. Uh, <laughs> I think in this specific example, yes, right. uh, the dreadnoughts have to deploy together within the yeah. six inches, so I'd, mm-hmm. it'd be the whole talon that would come on. Yep. yep. For I, and, and for missions as well, where you've got to keep half your shit in reserve and they come on in one thing, they have to be deployed within, within six, six inches. inches. So yeah. that would that overrules whatever fucking fuckery. So that's pretty powerful, actually. Like yeah. being able to with that with that uh it's got me thinking after reading that a <sighs> couple of outflanking uh, leviathan talons yeah. imagine just th- two two times three Levi- uh, leviathans with storm cannons just yeah. what up so what were you gonna say ryan uh i don't remember oh uh, that's okay he's gonna agree with me about craig not jeff <laughs> all right um yeah, oh so- hang on tim yeah. tim real quick before we go on to the next one there are two that we I didn't send to you somehow. They were on a different because I've written so many goddamn FAQs and changed them so many times. Different case. I sent you an, yeah. So <laughs> there are two that I'll have to read out whenever you want. You want to just do them now okay. to get them out of the way. Oh, um, do them at the end. We're we're almost at the end of these okay. ones, I think. Okay. And we, we've only been going for an hour and a half, and we're smashing this. So I mean, like, yeah. Uh, we, I think, I think Forge World can do this easy, or they can just t- we've yeah. just given them the answers. They can just tick off. 
we'll, we'll basically we'll we'll put our answers. Do you know what like, we should have done? Like in grade two. Been writing them in as we went, and then just sent them the text document. And oh, we can learn. go back and do it. Oh, some someone at home playing at home is going to type this out for us, or type the answers. Yeah. And then what the we'll secretary. do is we'll, and then we'll and we'll put it on a. Well, cakes don't work. We know that doesn't work. What do we need to put it on? A fucking pizzas. Uh, a one meter by one meter square mirror covered in cocaine. Well, uh, <laughs> we could we could just we could just escalate it and the. the <laughs> The the next thing we could go to the original idea with this barbershop quartet, and then if that doesn't work, it's stripper Graham. Yeah, <laughs> they sing the question, then they sing the I have Horace, and then another barbershop quartet sings out I have Horace answer, and then somebody runs out yeah. and goes yes no. Oh no, I get an even better take yes. on that. Well, no, it's just like a barbershop quartet sings it, and then like a death metal band sings our answer. Yeah. Yes, obviously, obviously, mobile doesn't mean fucking parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll send it to them. It'll be like in in primary school. We'll write our answers. We'll send it to them, and then they can just tick, like put a green tick or a red cross, and then if it's a red cross, they have to put in their answer. Yeah. Come back to us, and we'll decide if we accept their answer. <laughs> we'll correct them. We'll correct them. Send it back to yeah. We can go forever. All right. Is the Secutarii Axiarch supposed to have the independent character special rule? Brendan and I talked about this in the uh, Demystifying the Mechanicum. We decide yes. We are both fucking Mechanicum extremist Mechanicum players, so obviously yes would be yes. But if you look at the dude, yeah. like he's clearly meant to be joined to a fucking unit. He's like a guy. If he just has a character rule, he's literally just fucking hanging out on his own. Uh, the only time that there was any yep. other characters was is with the Magos Dominus, but they ha- that has the Cybernetica Patris uh, special rule, so he can join a unit. So, yep. I mean, like, I played for years before that Cybernetica Patris rule existed with just my fucking Dominus characters just hanging yeah. fucking dicks in the wind, yeah. trying to hide them behind, like, fucking <laughs> car wrecks and trying to make sure, like, just be like, oh, no, there's nothing over here, don't come around this side of the table. Uh, that's the shit. So, I mean, just allow him to join a unit it's just foolishness like if you really want to be a prick about it allow him to have the independent character rule only if he joins other secutarii that would fucking stop him from being able to join like myrmidons and or something like that and give them giving them some sort of bonus because he when when he's on the table he can uh, allow all secutarii units including himself to have some special rules such as preferred enemy infantry so if he could allow Secretary had to have that, then he could allow himself to have that, then he could join a unit of me- some Mechanicum assholes that don't have mm-hmm. uh, preferred enemy everything, such as, you know, Myrmidon uh, uh, Secutors or fuck Thralls. I'd love to have fucking preferred enemy everything on a, on a heavy chain blade Thrall. So uh, I would say allow him to join a Secretary unit. That just cleans it up. Means he doesn't have to stand yeah, on his just, own while Just give him the goddamn vehicles. independent character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give, all right. Give yeah. it to him. Either way, yeah. Independent character, straight up. Yeah. Um, okay. If a custodes unit without shields has the character uh, has a character, if a custodes unit without shields has a character with the Presidium shield attached, does the entire unit benefit uh, from the neg one to hit penalty inflicted on your opponent? So. Yeah, the shield gives you a neg one to hit. This is something that's come up before, you know, like if you've just got two guys in the unit and there's five men and two of them have the shield that give neg one, then how do you apply that? So you guys Well, because it it's it just says in an assault you get Rules as written, it would affect the entire What the fuck happened? Uh, Did sorry, you get possessed my... by demons? No, my <laughs> daughter just woke up and I was trying to fuck around with the T V thing. Um You guys keep going, I'll go and deal with it. 
Okay. So oh, <laughs> anyway, um, I think that uh, so so rules is written. It clearly is that if one guy has the shield, then it's neg one for the entire unit. Yeah. But I think that that's like it's it's pretty overpowered. But it is what it is. I don't yeah. really know. To be honest, the fucking independent character guy should just lose access to the fucking shield. If I'm being 100 percent honest on how I feel. Like, I agree. He just does not need it. It's it's just the goddamn shield captain is so overpowered. He should yeah. just lose the option for the shield and lose the option for a cyber familiar, and then it would just solve all this. Yeah, I think um, that's another whole kettle of fish that needs to be addressed one day. Is that list slightly some of you bits and pieces in that? But yeah, I'd... as as right now, it's already fucking broken regardless of what you do. So just fucking do it. Who really gives a <laughs> shit? It's going to be cheesy either way. Yeah, agreed. Like, let's go with that one. So, next question. Can a special rule that modifies your dice rolls make it impossible to achieve certain dice results? For example, if a Night Lord Sergeant with the talent for murder and power fist hits another model that he needs a 2 or better to wound, can he actually roll a 1 and fail, or can he never score lower than a 2 after modifying dice? Is Magnus with invisibility cast on himself impossible to hit because you need to roll 6s, but due to Magnus's phantasmal aurora, or a correction uh, rule you can only roll fives does it mean does it become impossible for a weapon skill five or less model to hit Lehman Russ after the first round of combat what do you think Ryan well yeah I think that they should put a section hopefully there's a section in the new rule book we won't know till it comes out that's that just straight says a natural roll of a one is always this and a you yeah. know and a natural roll of six yep. is always this because currently as it's written the way the modifying dice section works is you don't actually get a final result until after the modifier. It's purely says you roll the die, then you modify it, and then after it's modified, that counts as the result. So that makes like Night Lords with Power Fist auto wound most of the time. Like you don't even roll dice. You're just like, oh, I hit you. Well, I don't have to roll dice because even if I roll a one, it becomes a two after my modifier and the same thing. So. I think if you roll a one, it should count as a one. And if, like, on instances where, like, it says you have to snap fire or whatever, which means that you need a six to hit and you roll a six, it should still be a hit. But that's just something, I don't, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I think a six should always be a hit, and I think a one should always be, like, a, a failure. Because there's always chances where the lowliest person will get lucky, and there's always chances where inevitable fucking death's going to be dodged. Like, I think that's the yeah, way it so, works. Yeah, I, I agree. I think on to hit rolls, uh, in particular, a roll of a a natural roll of a one yeah. is always a miss, and a natural roll of a six is always a hit. Yeah, that, I think that's the easiest way to make it work. Because um, otherwise, it just gets too uh, exploitable. After that, you just make characters that just yeah. can't be hurt, or you you always miss. So I, I think that's and, and I. Th I think on a roll to wound, a natural roll of a one to wound it also doesn't wound. I agree. Yeah, yeah and particularly night lords too. Like the night lords special rule, plus one to hit, plus one to wound. You could just make that like fucking just, just take the unit off. Yeah, that's what that's what we were just talking about. Like yeah. if yeah. night lords with power fist, they just oh, auto wound right now. Yeah, sorry, I just had to run upstairs and grab my daughter. She's just sitting on my lap. So if you hear suddenly somebody a tiny voice start yelling. It's just my cyber familiar. <laughs> um, okay. okay, let's keep moving there. On a Custodes Achilles Dreadnought with a Dread Spear, which is the fucking Mega Spear, um, if, a, if I roll a single six on my attacks to hit, 
do all attacks become strength D or is it only the attack that scored a six to hit a D so it is worded kind of weird because it says something I, like I think it's only the attack that rolls yeah. a hit yep. or, or rolls a six I don't think it's all of them I think it's on an individual basis yeah yes yeah that, that's the only way it's the only way to make it make sense because what, what have you got five attacks on the charge or something like <laughs> it's way devastating yeah. chance five of fucking most shit uh, why, why bother fighting Horus on your own with you the emperor to send some dreads to go fuck him up um yeah. okay how does anarchist scoria's voidian scepter actually work for example if he hits uh, a unit of five cataphracty terminators two times does the terminator player roll two four plus invulnerable saves um and each terminator that fails takes d3 wounds so you would lose two models or does scoria the scoria player roll 2d3 for the two hits to get a wound total, say he rolls five, and then the Terminator player has to roll saved for each wound, doing one wound for each one save. This is close to the Blade of Salty Tears as well, isn't it? Oh, that's yeah. the next question. Yeah, okay, so. there's. A, I wrote a. I wrote a second FAQ question for the Blade that's worded exactly the same way for the Blade, so we can just right. answer them both here. Cool. So currently, currently rules is written. If you want to play it to the book, you have to make an individual save for each wound, meaning if the blade of salty tears um, hits you four times and it double and you roll four wounds and it doubles to eight, you have to make eight individual saves. Yeah. And the same thing yeah. with Skaraya's weapon. Well, that being said, I think they should both be FAQ'd to where you make saves on individual hits that wound, and then if you fail the save then that one model takes the multiple wounds that failed to save. Yeah, also yeah, hashtag fuck Dean Morris because the way that he plays it is just take your bulk wounds, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's definitely... I, I think <laughs> that comes down to if you're the player, choose which choose one of two options. One, do I want to keep my friends? <laughs> do I want to upset people? Or do I want to play it the toned down way? Like, if there's two ways, there's two. there's obviously two ways of doing this. And obviously one way is just fucking a lot better. So you need to go back, look at the points that you're paying for that unit, and say to yourself, hmm, especially with the Blade of Perdition, because what is that, 10 points? Nah, uh, it's 20 points. Ah, oh, 20 points. 20 points, ooh, 20 points <laughs> No. <complicated. laughs> no. Yeah, I reckon? No. Well, here's the yeah. thing with the Blade of Perdition. It's 20 points and it's strength 4. AP2. So... It it's strength 4 AP 2. The problem with Scoria's weapon is it just auto wounds. Yeah. You don't even roll to wound. You just roll hits, and then each hit does D3 wounds that you have to then save, and yeah. then they ignore, feel no pain, and it will not die. Yeah, That's the problem. With the sword as well, like the I think the Legatine Axe is 20 points, isn't it? And it's roughly the same the thing. Le Legatine Axe is, the Legatine Axe is 25 points. 25, and then the sword of... But yeah. the, Legatine Axe, the Legatine Axe can be given to... I believe. No, it's the same. You can only give yeah. infinite. It's yeah. only independent. Yeah, yeah, but isn't the Blood Angels one of their special legion rules plus one to wound in close combat? Oh yeah, that as well. So, yeah. so you got to factor that. That teamed in. with yeah. that makes that's what makes yeah. that so good. Yeah, like the the way that like if I was a Blood Angels player, I would one hundred percent say it's only per model. Uh, same with uh, with Scaria. Yeah, like, Scaria is in interesting because he's, he's he's a lot of fucking points, but. You know, really? Automatic, really? Yeah, automatically really? wounding. He's two ninety five, isn't he? Yeah, who gives a shit? He's <laughs> worth like six hundred points. Yeah, <laughs> for automatically wounding—that's fucking madness. Yeah, right. All right. Okay, so we'll say no overflow on wounds. Yeah. Yep. 
done. Yeah, I, I think that each, like each wound, each each to hit roll generates a to wound, or each to hit roll then generates a to wound roll, a single to wound roll, or whatever, or in Scoria's case, just does auto wounds. And then, say you did three wounds or whatever, you then roll saves, and then for each model that fails a save, they then take the multiple wounds on that one model. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yep. Alright, next, do Sekhmet... Oh, shit, I accidentally pressed the mouse and rolled somewhere. Do Sekhmet Terminators roll for their psychic powers randomly, or do they choose the two powers they want? Once again, rules is written, it's pretty clear that they choose. So if you want to play rules as written, they should choose. Eleven that being choose, said... Choose that, uh, now they've, they've nerfed invisibility in the new book too. I don't know if you're caught up on that, Michael. No, they, couldn't, I haven't. They, couldn't choose that. they couldn't choose that anyway because they can only choose from pyromancy or telekinesis. Oh, okay. Well, fucking even better. <laughs> Who cares, right? Let them choose. They're always going to choose that bio... Uh, oh, it's only telekinesis and pyromancy. So no biomancy? Yeah, but the problem is there's a lot of super nasty combos if you choose... Well, there's a lot of super nasty combos in their army list, such as Take Magnus. Yeah. I think, like, rules Rules is written, you can choose. They're already, once again, in the same case as the Shield Captain, they're already mega cheesy and overpowered, so why, like, who really gives a shit at this point? Just let them be mega cheesy and overpowered, yeah. and then hopefully somebody comes to their senses at Forge World and, like, hits the Control-Alt-Delete on Book 7 and starts over when they read Book Everything. Yeah, so I should preface this as well. From here on, it, there's a lot of Book 7 content, and uh, you really need... We're going to err on the side of uh, sort of softening shit, just because Book 7 is clearly fucking out of control. Um, but really what that book needs more than anything is uh, is not to have their rules nerfed, but to have the points increased. Because, like... We've said this a billion times. Custo I think the way custodes work, their rules, I love their power level. I think that's how they should be. I think a, a single custode should be able to just fucking, like, 1v10 Astartes and just dr fucking crush and drive and hear the lamentations of their fucking <laughs> chapter Dead surfs. Mothers. Chapter surfs, yeah. So, um, but it, they just need to fucking pay the points for it. So we'll go through the rest of these uh, um, and just sort of bear in mind... Uh, that the points need to be adjusted rather than the rules sort of the rules fuckery applied. So, um, <clears throat> what is a custodes misericordia? Misericordia. Misericordia. What are its stats? Now, I've heard. I've. Uh, I know someone who asked Alan Bly, and he said just a close combat weapon. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that, you can just say that just a close combat weapon. I think though, like should be like a renting close combat weapon or something personally but i i think for right now just go with a close combat weapon but i yeah. hope that once again when they get red booked or whatever they at least make it like a master crafted power sword or something yeah, or some, a rending power sword some kind of fucking crazy hypertech because i mean even if you made it a master crafted power sword you still have your spear which is uh you're always which is specialist so you're not going to get a bonus in close combat either way and you're always going to use the spear because it's better yeah, it, it just uh, it, it it's just mainly for like if I've got a solarite power gauntlet, um, then I can use a misericordia Miscor to get an extra attack because no, you can't because it's it's still it's a not, specialist weapon. No, it's not. It's not specialist. It's unwieldy, oh, it's but it's not okay. specialist. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so you could you could pay the extra twenty points and take an Archaeotech pistol, in which case you would still get the extra attack, or misericordia is still just there. So. 
All right, now, uh, next one. Should a Custodes Agamatis jetpack be initiative five instead of four? Um, there, what, what are the uh, normalist normal uh, custodies? All all custodies are all custodies are five, yep. and then for whatever reason, the jet bike has a four. Yeah, so I mean, you you can make an argument saying he's riding a fucking bike, shooting weapons, and holding a spear in his other hand. Like, yeah. <laughs> how flexible is he going to be? But then he's also created by the hand of a god. Yeah. So. I think they should be five, and I yep. hate custodes. I don't on five because yep. yeah, you don't see them go down. Yeah, just a copy paste error there. And I mean that unit has a whole bunch of yeah. Look, well, here we go. So our uh, custodes Agamatis jet bikes armed with a power lance, uh, really armed with a power spear. So there isn't a rule for a power lance. I think maybe that I think there's a rule for power spear, right? In yeah, the rule the rule for power spear is in the standard forty uh, k. 7th ed rulebook yep. which will probably th transfer over to the new uh, 30k one when it comes out yeah um, and the next one the Custodes Agamatis jet bike says it's armed with an Iliastis bolt cannon but doesn't have a profile is this supposed to be a Lastrum bolt cannon you'd have to assume so there as well I think this is the when these jet bikes came out I think Michael and I went through the rules for this and we were just like this oh, is all over the place yeah. Yeah. we haven't done a review of the cust of the um of book seven because of all the fucking typos and problems in it um like i think this really it's fine you can go listen to mine and if you like i got i don't ever normally drink for that particular episode <laughs> i drank a bunch and you can hear my voice dripping with scorn the entire episode it's actually pretty funny to listen to yes yeah, so if you want to hear a, a salty review of it so yeah we we decided to spare you uh for us being like either just super salty or super confused for three hours or two hours while we tried to model our way through it um but at some point once that's got an errata like just that give the a, the book a fucking errata it's almost been a year right since i yeah. oh, uh, no. under a year but i mean six but months it needs you should have an errata within three months if there's this many problems anyway yeah if we're not getting another book within six months then put an errata out yeah put an errata Drop an errata for all of this stuff, obviously, but yeah. specifically, especially a, to tie us to the next book. It says book seven errata, or divide the errata up into each book that it needs to fix problems for. So, anyway, um, yeah. So obviously, give it a uh, the Iliast, uh, sorry, the um, Lastrum ball cannon there. Uh, the Custodes Agamatis jetbike uh, have a rule called sweeping fire. This allows them to fire two weapons when shooting, but there's only it's only armed with a single weapon. Is this a typo? I think probably that a power lance is actually meant to be some kind of do 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 shooting lance. I think it's probably a weapon that they. It's probably supposed to be the Eldar the 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 Eldar singing spears in seventh edition or shining spears in seventh shining edition spears, had yeah. a lance. Yes. That had like a, a power weapon profile, Laser and then it also lance, had yeah. a. A laser lance, yeah. yeah. So I think that it was supposed to be something like that, and yeah. then it got screwed up, and they never yeah. put the entry in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you look in the model too, the lance is clearly just like a stabby lance, like it's just a stabby stick. So I think probably the dudes did the thing, and then they went, "Oh fuck, we have to take, we can't make that a shooty lance. Like, what do we do?" And then I don't know, fucking just fucked it. Anyway, um, so yeah, just at the moment, that is a typo. You could only shoot one weapon. Um, yeah. Next up, space rules require you to take one HQ choice per 1,000 points, but the Age of Darkness Force org chart only gives you three HQ slots. <laughs> and no, no 4,000 point games for you. <laughs> what do you do if you want to play a 4,000 point game? Uh, it's interesting because back in, remember in 40k, the way they got around that is they, you could take two HQs per slot, right? Yeah. Well, 
I've seen people have an interesting interpretation where it's specific. It's because it states for every one thousand points you must take an H an HQ choice. They say that that actually just Everyone's makes you ignore. <laughs> yeah, you just ignore the Force Org for that particular slot because it yeah it doesn't it said it specifically states that you have to take one for every thousand points. So it doesn't address slots. It's I, just yeah. Like, my initial reading of that rule, that's what immediately came to my mind. For every thousand points, just take another HQ. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's in and theme then with Space Wars. Yep. And if that makes you go over three, it just does. Yeah, that's 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 how I'd run it, too. Yep, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Okay, uh, my cyber familiar is getting restless now. She keeps trying to grab the mic. Um, in an army using the right of war, the Pale Hunters... Uh, the third bullet point on page 225, the Fury of the Pack, states that if a Space Wolves unit in a detachment using this right of war successfully charges into an assault against an enemy unit which is already locked in combat, the assaulting unit gains plus one additional uh, charging attack per model. If I charge, If I charge an enemy unit with a friendly unit, A, and then charge enemy unit A with a friendly unit B, does friendly unit B gain the benefit of plus one attack for the charging? Note that this is all taking place during the same charge subphase. So basically, Ooh. this this question is because it's during the same subphase. As soon as the first unit slams home, is the enemy unit then engaged, and then any further units in that same assault phase charging, do they get the benefit, or is it trying to say that they have to be in ongoing combat from a previous turn? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they're already engaged at that point. That, that's how space will uh, space uh, space was. Uh, the other wolves, Sons of Horus. Yeah, Sons of Horus players have been doing it with the Black Reaving, where you get uh, rage yeah. if you charge a unit that's already locked. I, I agree. I think if you're I think if you're you're immediately engaged if one unit moves in base to base with you, so then any further yes. units after that happens would get the bonus, yeah. whether it's the same turn or not. And I, I believe isn't there? There's a Black Shields uh, wrote by Raw, 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 by War maybe that maybe does that. Um, and the Ultramarines as well. Remember, like if they is the Ultramarines one specifically? Do they both have to charge? I, I think remember. if they're just charging an engaged unit, it's the same for them. They yes, it's the same thing. Yeah, so I think all of those things, you should always get it regardless of whether it happened in the same turn or not, as long as they already are in base-to-base -base with friendly models. Yeah, done. Uh, in an army using the right of war, the Pale Hunters, in the third bullet point on page 225, does a Charybdis or Dreadclaw count as a drop pod for the limitations of this right of war? Ooh, they now they now a dreadclaw and a charybdis now have the special they've got the they have the drop pod assault special yeah, rule yeah i'd say they do i i think they should count as both a drop pod and a flyer so for anything yeah. that says flyers or anything that says drop pods they should yeah, count agreed yep fair enough uh in the gray unit entry upgrades on page 230 the second bullet point states any model may take one of the following uh, the Huskull states that he can replace his close combat weapon with several options under the sixth bullet point. Can he take an upgrade from both? For example, armed with a bolt pistol, power axe paid for uh, upgrades as a Huskull, and a combat shield paid for upgrade as a member of the Grey Slayer pack. This is this comes back to the you know the the old you know can a uh, yeah seek seeker sergeant take yeah yeah so same same thing there right they can take any yep, of those I agree yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Um, 
in a space wolf army uh do gregor page 232 or haval page 233 count as a wolf lord or claw leader for the first requirement of building a space wolf's force listed on page 223 uh we'll we'll drop what yeah, I'd say that's back list. to like the console question. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. the the one guy, the more expensive guy, Harvel should be the higher level one, which I believe yeah. is the Wolf Lord, Wolf Lord and then yeah. Grigor should be a the whatever the Claw Leader, the lower level one. I'm a Claw Leader. Should be a Paw Leader. I'm gonna lead your Claw, Paw Leader. The Space Wolves, not the Space Cats. <laughs> wolves still have paws, bro. Um, <clears throat> in Inferno, on page 223, it states that Grey Slayer units may be taken as the compulsory troops' choices for Space Wolves. If I take a right of war that forces me to take an alternative compulsory troops' choice, e.g., drop Assault and Vanguard on page 103 of the Legion of Stardust Age of Darkness book, the first limitation states that Legion Assault squads must be taken as compulsory troops. Would the Space Wolves limitation make this right of war impossible to take? I'm also curious if I bring uh, Leman Ross and he unlocks veterans and Vagia or Varagia as compulsory troops, page 237. Would the rule on page 223 nullify that? Oh, Jesus. I didn't even, haven't even considered so that. So here's the thing on that. All I think that that is supposed to say is that you don't have um, tactical squads. So yep. anywhere where you would normally take a tactical squad, you have to take a Grey Hunter squad. That being said, yeah. just just like tactical squads, if you take a Rite of War or a character that unlocks optional compulsory troops, you don't have to take tactical squads. You can instead take those other troops' choices. Yeah, yeah, that's common sense. That makes sense. And, and, it, le- and, it, and it doesn't leave them with some fucking like, retarded flex- inflexibility, you know? Like, yeah. Right. So, so basically the way, good, it's, the way it's worded now is anytime that you have to take compulsory troops, you have to take Grey Slayers, but I think if you take a Rite of War or take a another model that says these mm-hmm. become compulsory troops, then you can then replace, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Pride of the Legion or something, yeah. All yeah. Right. Uh, what counts as a Legio Custodes unit? Here we go. Okay. What counts as a Legio Custodes unit in an army with Valdor as its warlord for the purposes of his warlord trait? Do Custodes Dreadnoughts gain teleportation transponders for free if you use your warlord? So it says in Valdor's rules, anyone with any Legio Custodes unit can have teleportation transponders for free. So, I mean, I think there it's probably meant to state um uh legio custodes like as in you know you know how they have their own special rules like there's a start yeah. legion, legion of stardes special rules i think legio yep. custodes is a special rule and i mean dreadnoughts don't have the option to take them anyway mm. there's no fucking explanation on how they'd work with a dreadnought not that yeah it would really matter i mean you can just teleport a dread why the fuck wouldn't you be able to but the i, I think the fact that it says for free harks back to the idea that Legio Custodes can take them for a price, but they get them for free. I don't think Dredge should get them. Do you really mm. want to fucking tell them on teleporting? Tel- no. <laughs> and plus, where do you stop? Like, what about their tanks and shit, you know? Yeah, I think you tele- yeah. teleport in I'm with you. I think, I think it's supposed to mean anybody with the Legio Custodes special rule, which is basically all the infantry and none of the vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um... When using Magnus the Red's Mind Wrath special rule, which type of witch fires can be affected? Can you make Nova Powers Strength D or Beam Strength D or Focused Witch Fires Strength D? 
If you can use the Mind Wrath on Novas, do you roll once to determine the strength or roll for each unit hit separate? So this is the thing where you roll. What 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 do you? How, how does it work? You work out the strength of the. So you take. You so what you you declare that you're using mind wrath or wraith, whatever the fuck it's called. You say, hey, I'm using this for this power. The warp charge needed then goes up by two. So like, uh, if you went to do, uh, uh, what the fuck, uh, smite from biomancy, it's warp charge one. It would then become warp charge three. Then you roll 2d6 and add that total to the strength of the attack. So in the case of Smite, like I just said, it's strength 4. So you would roll 2d6 and add to the strength of that. If the strength becomes 11 or higher, because so like if you rolled, tried to do it on Smite and rolled a 7 or higher and it became 11 through whatever, it would then become strength D. It's ludicrous that's how it works. plus 2d6. Like, fucking, are you serious? It should be a single It should be a single d6. Yeah. Totally. And it should be limited to probably once per turn, if not once per game. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah definitely. OTT. Yeah. Okay, so if, we're, if we have the power to change this rule, is that what we do? We change it to 1d6? Or if we, we have the power to change it, it, I say 1d6 once per turn. But we don't. So if we're just FAQing it, yeah. <laughs> I would just say that, like in this instance, uh, I don't even really know. It's just so absurdly broken. I, I guess yeah. I would just say that only generic Witchfire powers benefit from it. Yeah. Well, but can... even then, even then, it's ridiculous because Smite is is Assault Four, so you can literally shoot. And then if you roll two d six and get you know, seven or higher on two dice, which is 50-50, then he shoots four D-shots. Yeah, it's a way. On a warp charge three power, because that's fair. <laughs> well, just yeah. play it rules is written, but you also have to be chemically sterilized before you're allowed to play. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, someone's got someone's to do it. Yeah, so, it, but, so that, but, that's the answer? But, yeah. 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 I guess that's the answer, but honestly, if I were, I would just say, make it a single D6. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, can Space Wolves independent characters with a power weapon take a frost axe? Is there any reason they can't? Um, I think in the unit entry it says they can replace it with, and they list like all the frost weapons and left out the axe. Oh. So another oversight? Yeah, just a, that's a misprint, right? What's a frost axe anyway? It's just plus two strength, AP one, AP two. It's the same as it's the same as a normal power axe with an additional plus one strength, but it becomes specialist. Oh, of course, it's icy. <laughs> right? Yeah, just yeah. Allow them to take it. I think that's an oversight. Um, Varagia Wolfguard Terminators are equipped with frost blades, axe, claw, or sword. Is a frost sword the same thing as a frost blade? Yep. Mm, I'd say yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, a priest. Sorry. Um, sorry. No, you're fine. Just... I, I I like it. I think it's funny. Anyway, <laughs> it's go just, ahead. She's been very quiet, but uh, we're we're getting to the end of this fact, baby. Don't worry. We're we're almost there. I know you're dying to find out uh, the the answers to the uh, this last question. <laughs> um, okay. So a Vargir Wolfguard. Do you want to say hello to Ryan? Say hello, Ryan. Into the microphone. She's looking at the microphone like, there's no one else here. What yeah, no one's there. Up, bro? All right. Uh, Varga... Oh, we've done that one. Okay. A Priest of Iron slash Space Wolf Bravian allows Battle Automata to be given counterattack rule for 
uh, sorry, the account, yeah, the account attack rule for 15 points under the Legion inductee special rule. Uh, is this option, is this an option that can be taken in addition to choosing between Legion Astartes Space Wolves, uh, Furious Charge, Tank Hunters, and Scout at no additional points cost? Please note that Legion Astartes Space Wolves already gives counterattack. Mm. Sorry, how, can you clarify that, Ryan? Explain what the... Um. So, so remember when you take uh, Automata as like part of a Pravian unit, you can choose one of the generic rules or give them the Legion Astartes rule? Yeah. So what he's saying is for free, you can give them Legion Astartes, which would give them counterattack, but then they also have this option that you just read off, which is 15 points for what? Counterattack and what else? Um, yeah, uh, Furious tank Charge, Tank Hunter, Scouts. Yeah. Well, those are all the generic ones you can choose, or you can choose Legion of Sturdy Space Wolf. But what's confusing is they have an extra option for extra points cost. So what he's uh, saying is, can you take two? Can you can, oh, you, see, can yeah. you pick one and then pay the points? Or are they trying to say that you basically by picking the Space Wolf one, you have to pay the points? It's confusing. <sighs> that's a good question. I. Something like counterattack, that's pretty powerful for a unit like that. Well, it's weird because the Pravian for all the other legions just gives you either choose Legion Legion Astartes rule, give, it, give that to them, or has a list of things such as Furious Charge, Tank Hunter, Scout, uh, and... Well, but the, the thing is, like, Night Lords, Night Lords have a special thing where you gain the Night Lords whatever, but they also gain a war gear option to buy trophies of judgment for 10 points mm, a guy. Yes, yeah, exactly. So so you're saying that this gives them le the Legion of Space Wolves, but then they can pay to have I, the I, other I think I think what this option is supposed to be is if you buy, if you take the Legion of Stardust special rule instead of those other special rules, you can then buy this option. Uh, and for people okay. and for people saying, well, they already have counterattack. Well, going back to the example I just said, Monstrous creatures already cause fear. So yeah. poor Night Lords players, all they get out of it is get to pay 10 points for trophies of judgment mm. per model that that causes fear. <laughs> yeah, so it does nothing exactly. for them either. So, yeah. And you can so put the them in the Pravian just, too for extra fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's a... Yeah, um... Do they need any... Do they, do they need any fucking extra rules in addition to all these? Nah. I just think if you take Legion of Sturdy Space Wolves for them, this becomes a 15-point option that you can then buy. Is uh, it for the Pravian, or is it per Automata? For the Automata. Per Automata. Yep. Uh, if every, I think if everybody else has to pay for it, they should have to pay for it. They don't have to pay Not everyone else does that, though. Ooh. So for the Night Lords, you just put the Night Lords Pravian in and give them the Night Lords special, the Legion of Stardes, and then they all get plus one to hit, plus one to wound, and they count. And it's got a special box that says they count as three models each. Oh, fuck. So I don't know. Yep. Yep. That one's confusing. I'm confused by that one. Yeah, it is pretty confusing. I, <clears throat> like, I, I think they should just, it should just be like the normal Pravian. So you can either choose to give them the Legion of Stardes Space Wolves, in which case they get any of those rules which might apply. If not, no biggie. You can just choose to give them Furious Charge, Tank Hunter, Scout. I th think there's one other one. I think there's four rules, isn't there? But I, I, I don't know what the extra 15 points does, really. Unless it unless this takes makes Space Wolves really even more... Well, what, they're, like... what, they're, 
that's the thing. Like, well, that's what they're asking. Can I take Tank Hunter and then for 15 points buy them counterattack and whatever yeah. anyway? Which yeah. I think I think that's pretty cheesy. I wouldn't say yeah. you could. Yeah. E- either or. Either or, like a normal Pravian. Use a normal Pravian as a guide. No one's, like, fucking complaining about Pravians. <laughs> you know, like, the, um, and, and uh, this is something that people could theoretically be sort of, like, pissed off at. Okay. Uh, what do you mean when you use the term Perils of the Warp Test, referenced in key sections of the Thousand Suns portion of Inferno, specifically related to Arcane Lydonies and the Castellix Archaea's malign unbinding special rule, as the 7th Ed 40k rulebook makes no reference to such a test? Does the Arcane Lydonies Wargear item allow you to completely ignore one Perils of the Warp result? Uh, brackets, two or more sixes resu- uh, rolled when generating a warp charge. Um, further, how does this interact with Malign Unbinding? Uh, if I use the Arcane Lydonies to ignore a Perils of the Warp result, as noted previously, is the Perils result also ignored for the purposes of Malign Unbinding? Crikey. Okay. Well, you really going to do rules the... court with this shit. <laughs> rules court so... Nike yeah, fucking edition. <laughs> so here's the thing on that. So yes, I the Perils of the Warp test... I don't know what the hell they're talking about there. I think so that you should just discard all that. Basically, that all that war gear does is allow you to ignore one perils of the warp, and then it's discarded. So, yes, I just think you ignore it. And yeah. because you've ignored it, you then don't have to take a pinning test for the whole army or whatever because it never actually happened because you ignored it. Yeah, that sounds like common sense. Just following a process, I'm, that makes sense to me. I'm, I wasn't familiar with that one, but that does make sense to me when you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, I think we put once that- again just they put terms and words that don't actually exist in anything, kind of like they did the jet bikes and all that. Yeah, but I think it's pretty clear that when you suffer a perils, you just ignore it. And then, like I said, if you're ignoring the perils, then you wouldn't take the drawback from the army. Yep. Restrictions for taking perils because you never took it, you ignored it. Yeah, it never happened. Yep. That makes yeah. sense to me. Right. So does an ass- a Siren Dreadnought Talon count as a HQ or as an elite selection? Ryan. Um, I don't have my book here, but I want to <laughs> say... I don't know. Can we pause it real quick and let me go get the book? Because it's in the other room. Yeah. We can okay. just cut Hang it Hang on out. just a sec. Yeah, I got mine. I'll just look it up too. Hang on just a sec. Okay, are you there, Michael? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so here's the thing on that. It doesn't... If you if you look in the book, it has the symbol. You know how on the... They have the little red stripe down the side with the fluff in it? Yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. At the top, they have a symbol, and then underneath that symbol, it has the word, like, Elite or HQ or whatever. Yep. So this one just has a symbol... 
but it doesn't say elite HQ or anything uh, like that. Yes. Yep. That being said, the symbol that it has is the HQ symbol, but unfortunately, that particular symbol is also on every page that doesn't have a unit. So it's like the gen not only is it the HQ one, but it's like the neutral one for yeah. every page anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just looking at it and from the sort of type of unit it is, I would say it's it's still an elite's choice. That's just from my mind. Uh Yeah, I agree. Because it says any Contemptor Dreadnought Talon becomes upgraded to this. Yeah. So yeah. I think upgrade on an already existing Elite's choice. Yeah, I agree. Because not, nothing ever upgrades it really in one option to another choice. That's, yeah, not really a done thing. So yeah, I, I think it's Elite's. Um, the, the, only, the only example of that would be in Mechanicum where you upgrade Thalax and it specifically states that once you upgrade him to like the Icarian, they become heavy support. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think. But that, it says it right. In the entry. Yeah, I think it's a. I think they're an elite's choice. What yep. do you think, Tim? Siren Dreadnoughts. Um, uh, <laughs> this is the problem because once if you buy three Dreadnoughts, upgrade one to a Siren. This is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Upgrade one to a Siren. Does he get plucked out of that, or does the whole Talon become HQ? No, we just reckon that they're just elites. Stays elites. Yeah. It specifically states any Contemptor Dreadnought Talon taken as part as an attachment. So if you've already taken them as a Dreadnought Talon, then you've already taken them as Elite. It says then they may be upgraded to an Osiren Dreadnought for 50 points each. They retain all of their options uh, of a standard Contemptor Dreadnought. Yeah. So I think that, but does that mean I that think that only, they're... Can you only take a Talon consisting of one because it has to move into HQ? Or do you have to upgrade all of them to a Siren? But it doesn't. It doesn't say that they move. It doesn't say that yeah. they move to HQ. They don't move to HQ. Oh shit! I just realized I, I didn't have my mic turned up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, that, that is a tough one. So you, I, I think that they're just elites yeah, because elites. They, that's what you buy them as. You buy them yep. as contemptors, and then you just upgrade the contemptor. So I think they're yeah. elite. Yeah. And I think that you can upgrade them as a, on a one for one basis because once the game begins, they split into separate units anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with okay. that, Ryan. Make it so. It would be no different than, like, upgrading one to a multi melta and one to a carries and one to a whatever. It's just a war gear option. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, last one on my list here, but Ryan, you've got two more. Um, so, uh, what is the profile for a power claw as shown on the book seven Castellex Archaea entry? Does the attack characteristic of the Castellex Archaea include both claws, or does the second claw count as plus one? close combat weapon now how, how many attacks does a castle x okay i have do they have three or two it has two it has two base on its profile so i would say it hasn't included those then i i agree i think it should be three base because it doesn't yeah. have rate or it does have range yeah so, so it normal, would become five yes yeah so normal castle x has two attacks and rage uh you can upgrade it to have power blades which gives it plus one attack um, I, th I think if it's got, does it say it's got power claws or pow power, power? It says it has two power claws, each with an inbuilt asphyx shells. Yeah, I would give it inbuilt. an extra attack. Yeah, I think so too. I think it should be two, three, yeah. and then say that this includes in its profile. Or yeah, whatever. unless they're inferring that an, an, an Achaea has 
like one attack profile. And yeah, they're fucking <laughs> the nerd castellites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're going to reject plasma cannons, which is, just makes them like. Man, every time I see that, I'm like, God, I would fucking kill to have plasma cannons on my castle. Well, these things are so much better than normal Castellax, yeah. Um because they have a re- they have a refractor field instead of a yeah adamantium um, shielding. Yeah. Yep, and then they have asphyx shells on the bolt cannon, so they have shred. Ugh. And then they have two. Then they have two inbuilt bolters with asphyx shells, so their bolters have shred. <laughs> um, then they have it will not die over you know when I don't think Castellax have that. Then they have all of the other normal Castellex rules, plus they get controlled. They Instead of a Cortex controller, they they function exactly like that, but only but if they're within range of 24 inches of any Psyker. And you can make you can build a Thousand Suns army that literally every single model in the army is a Psyker. <laughs> uh, what can't they do? Yeah, the 24 inches and you can is a cast, rough, and, you can, and you can cast Psychic Powers through them. Yeah, pretty good. And pretty cheap. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, that's a different thing. That's a unit review, not a fucking FAQ question. <laughs> yeah. <but>. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, go with the... Uh, the uh, Put an extra attack on the FAQ power clause. Okay, um, and then you've got a couple more, Ryan. Did you email them to me, or you, you want to read them? I'll just read them off. There's yep. just three. Uh, so, can a warlord trait fulfill the requirements for a right of war even though you roll for these after list creation example fulgrim can hand select his warlord trait so can he give himself the deep strike uh with void walker can he give himself deep strike with a with the void walker warlord trait um and if he did so would it fulfill the requirement he needs to be put in an orbital assault list without a transport hmm so this goes back to what we said about yeah, Alpha, Legion. Alpha Legion. I would. I've had this thought the other day, and my immediate thoughts: yes, if you clearly articulate this in your list and to your opponent before, I think it makes sense and fills the criteria. Yeah, I do too. I think if this is what you're intending to do, because this locks them into that warlord trait, regardless of you know, who you play or what you do when normally you would get the benefit of like hand selecting it to yeah. to Don't... match your opponent. You're at you're actually kinda handicapping yourself Exactly. By... <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. Done. Official. And, and then <laughs> um then they're when using the drop assault Vanguard right of war, if a single unit out of several units that makes up the Vanguard is within 12 inches of enemy models, does the entire Vanguard benefit from the Dark in the Skies special rule against those models or only the unit that's within 12 inches? Because what that, how that wor- rule is worded, it says if any model as part that's part of the... Here, I'll just read it. I don't know why I'm trying to remember it because I'll just fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, last question already. So this is taking oh, no. us about two hours. I've got to do. one. I got one after this. I oh, do. I got one. Oh, yeah. Got a brain buster. I got a brain. Bu- no, it's not really. To I got, me, it's I got, common sense. But I got, I got one more after this, and okay. then <laughs> you can do his. So let's see. Right here, drop assault vanguard. Where is that at? Creeping death. Drop assault vanguard. So dark in the sky states in a player turn after that in which the drop assault drop assault vanguard deploys. Enemy models within 12 inches may only fire snapshots against them. So what the fuck does that mean? Is it 
12 inches of the entire of one model in the Drop Assault Vanguard, or is it 12 inches of a model that's mm. part of a unit? Cl so Closest to closest, just like normal shooting, I would say. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I think it's on a unit-for-unit unit basis. Yeah. So if I have, if I drop in, if I have four units, it's part of the Vanguard, and they all drop in, and one unit is within 12 inches of your Myrmidon Destructors, and the other three aren't, the Myrmidons would have to snap fire if they fired at the one within 12, but they would could fire at the other three normally. Yeah, I agree with that. That's how I'd read it. That's how I'd play it, yep. 100%. Yep. And then the very last one, this one's going to be tricky. Uh, where did I find that at? Um, doo -doo -doo. Hang on, it's right gonna here. Get a lawyer's in for this one. <laughs> Get him on the conference call. Uh, so, both the Skyhunter Phalanx Right of War and Ravenwing Protocol Right of War have a rule where jet bikes can, quote, leave the table in the movement phase. <laughs> does this mean does this mean you pick them up from anywhere on the table or does this mean that they actually have to move their move um, which the is table. up to 12 inches and move off the board or to, to, um, well they can turbo boost 24 so I mean it's not like unless well, but that's not incredibly in, huge that's table not in the, that's not in the movement phase though oh yeah. shit yeah true yeah right 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 I, I, I think that on. they can just go from anywhere because it yeah. represents them just fly like the old fly high rule they just fuck off and then come back uh, okay. like so, sweeping hawks so yeah. we, I agree with that but if they can just do that if, if you so here's here's the next problem then if you rule it that way yeah. if you can just pick them up from anywhere can you do that if they are engaged in combat ooh no. I'd say no to that because because if you rule it where they have to actually physically move off the board, they obviously can't move engaged. So yeah, that solves yeah. that. But if you rule it to where you just pick them up like the old sweeping hawk rule. It, I don't think um, they could leave combat. Then, no, they couldn't. I yeah. think I wouldn't say because so, like, imagine trying to just turn your jet bike or like okay, turn this thing around, yeah. turn it up, and then like just dudes with power fists just a fuck punching. So them, like, this is it? one of those rules is written yeah. currently i think they have to physically move off the board but yeah i think that if i were to actually faq it and change it i would change it as that they can you literally pick the model up from anywhere on the board and just remove it from the board during the movement phase mm -hmm. but you cannot do this if they're engaged in combat yeah exactly um uh, and I mean, like it, through their rights of wars and and you know rights of wars and other shit. Oh wait, hold on. So this is just Skyhunter Phalanx, is it? That get that get that special. Skyhunter Phalanx and Ravenwing Protocol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't think that's like there's yeah. nothing. Ridiculous the precedent there. for this, Corax uh, has a similar rule, but the way the Corax rule is worded, it's actually it says remove the model from the table during the movement phase so it's clear that he can do it anywhere and yeah. his rule specifically states you can do it even if he is engaged but it actually spells yeah. all of that out yeah yeah so yeah. i think these guys need to be worded the same way but it, but it, instead of being able to do it while engaged it should say you know that they can't be engaged yeah i agree yeah. with that do you know what i would do i would change the ruling on both of those to say that if you perform a successful hit and run initiative check you can choose to leave the table if you're in combat. Well, the thing is, Raven, I, Korax has hit and run, so you could you hit and run out during the end of combat. So and then if you knew you were going to do, yeah, yeah, you could hit and run out, and then the movement phase would happen, and you would remove him. Yeah, so and Korax has hit and run all the time, right? 
Unlike yes. Conrad Cuz, yes. Cuz needs it. Cuz needs it all the time. Oh, Kurz has it all the time, too. Game <laughs> Workshop just didn't put comments in the fucking sentence. Well, That's now right. he does. He does legally. After this FAQ. So, what was your last one, Michael? Right, I have uh, one last one. It's probably it's common sense to me, but I just want an official fucking ruling on it so I can <laughs> tell people to shut your yap hole. <laughs> um, if I'm running Maru Skara, the Emperor's Children Right of War. I take uh, I can take choices from the elites and fast and make them uh, outflank and they can come on whatever turn I, think I nominate. It's only elite. Huh? No. I thought it was only elite. No, and fast. It's elite or fast. You can have a combination of the two. Yeah. So if I take a Storm Eagle and say a squad of Palatine Blades and I want to put the Palatine Blades in the Storm Eagle, do I have to make two different rolls to see what side they outflank on? Or just one for the Storm Eagle because they're inside the Storm Eagle? Because they're two separate one units. For the Storm Eagle. One for the Storm Eagle because they're inside the Storm Eagle. Yeah, that was my that was my common sense. But I just wanted to hear it in gold-plated Ryan Kimmel gold. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's a dedicated transport or any of that sort of shit. They're just in there before yeah. the battle begins, right? So, yeah, if it was yeah. a dedicated transport, it'd be not an issue because it's yeah. part of that unit, but it's because it's two separate units. Yeah, I think you can back that up with the transport rules. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think. It yeah, I mean, because basically you're granting the outflank rule to the transport, and you... So, it, no, because no, it's outflank... is giving them the rule, because the transport is a fast attack. It, it doesn't even have to give them the rule, it's just because they're riding in it, they come yeah. in when outflank. Oh, sorry, so, yes. Yeah, yes. You don't, yeah. Yes. So what you could do, you could technically get six units to outflank because what you could do is for fast attack take three Storm Eagles and then take like three Terminator squads as elite that, that aren't part of the Mariscara, but put them in the outflanking Storm Eagles and then they all outflank. Mm, that was, yeah. I, was, yeah, I stayed away from that because I didn't think that was 100% like legit. I think, but I think landing, I think deep striking and disembarking is the way to go with hover transports now. Just deep strike down, get 20 dudes out, rapid fire. Now what? Yeah. Eh. Come fight us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll breach a team with... But cool. I got, some, I got some plans. I got some machinations. Awesome. Well... And then, yeah. and here's the here's the bonus question. This was the bonus okay. question on my FAQ thing. Why in the fuck <laughs> is Vulcan's hammer not Mastercrafted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like the best, like, souvenir crafter in the whole fucking... Literally in the fluff states that it's the greatest weapon ever crafted by anyone that's not named the Emperor... And was a supposed to be this gift to the War Master that Vulcan, the Primarch and greatest crafter of the Legion of Dudes that are known for being master craftsmen. <laughs> well, embellishes, yeah. Like was giving away but it doesn't have the goddamn master crafted rule. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. <clears throat> well, yeah, there's a, that that is a good question. There's a bunch of the Mechanicum character special characters who don't have master crafted on any of their shit either, even though it's a five point upgrade for you know like a normal <laughs> any any basic magos um so yeah definitely like if i was facking that definitely give it, why not he's only got four just attacks it right him. he's got four fucking attacks i'd give him supreme master four base attack. just re-roll them all mate yeah. <laughs> eternal hatred yeah not yeah <clears throat> yeah i don't think he needs many base buffs attacks. but i mean yeah definitely like that's definitely that, that's something that's been I know uh, Jake Busey's been going on about that now. Although he probably doesn't give a fuck now, right? He, he's he's a uh, he's a space wolf, isn't he? He's repainting all of his all of his emerald to gray. Yeah, I gave him a salamander leviathan as a gift, and then like within a week, pictures are up of it, and it's got a bunch of stupid He-Man fur and fangs Ooh. fucking all over it. So. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> 
Thanks a lot, Mr. Bussy. God damn. <laughs> uh, Mr. Overalls. Yeah, if you want to see a good picture of Jake Busey, go into the at Eye of Horace pod on Instagram and just scroll down till you see a man in overalls. It's the only picture of a man in overalls on our Instagram feed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. He's not wearing any clothes underneath him either. Anyway, that's fucking awesome. I think we've given uh, all of our definitive answers. Um, we're going to post a list of those special uh, special characters and what console types they are just to help you with, with your games there. Um, now, as we said, this is totally official. If you're an I Have Horus podcast listener and you're playing... And you're, and or, an, you're, or an RFI listener since we're just the thrall cast of I Have Horus. Yep, they're, rub, we're, they're rubber stamping it for us as well. Um, if you listen to either of those podcasts, you have our full blessings to play them. Now, yeah, obviously, if you come to our events or play us, we'll be playing these rules. Yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> play them for sure. Um, fuck, I'll play any rules you want. I'll play second edition. We'll make a special <gasps> yeah. list if you want. But um, so uh, obviously, don't go say like go to a fucking tournament and where you haven't where they've where there's no rulings or yeah, anything. Don't go to Warhammer World out. and yep. stuck on listen to these guys. Yeah, well, you can do that if you want, but like people are going to go, no, <laughs> off, mate. no, mate, like it's yeah. on the players' back. So if you are running an event and you want some no bullshit answers, which we've just given, just direct people to our fact answers, RFI and I've Horus podcast fact answers. That helps. Uh, that'll help with a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, you can also, if you're running an event, the Varangian, uh, Varangian Heresy uh, FAQ document is a really good um, starting point as well. When it comes to us, our thing is. We don't give a fuck. We're not going to pry into your games. We're not the NSA. We're not going to come and stick our fucking dicks down your throat looking to make sure that you've dotted the I's. Like, when we run events, we don't even vet lists. I don't give a fuck what you play. Um, it's all it's it's all up to you. If You you can uh, sit in a little booth like Han Solo and Greedo and shoot each other with las guns for all I care, fucking over the rules. I, we don't care about that. We're not going to get that balls deep. But if, if you're, if you're, you know, if, you, if this is something that really bothers you, like I know it does uh, with Ryan, like I, I'm way more Wild West, as as everyone knows. I'm way more Wild West about the rules. Michael's like a Michael's a, a fucking rule follower there. Yeah. And Ryan and Ryan is. So well, I'm, here's here's the thing. It's like I just want an answer. And things like the Dreadnought Drop Pod, it literally doesn't even have the rules to play it. It's like they literally <laughs> just gave us a model, and it's just kind of like fill in the blanks. <laughs> like it, it's not even playable. It's yeah. like the fuck like this is like half the rules yeah yeah and especially and, it'd be and, like and it'd be like putting too, a like, tank out and not including armor values with it it's like what the fuck am i supposed to do with mm -hmm. this yeah and, and the custodes as well like that's obviously the need, needing of some uh like a a, a real a real proper fact now yeah i don't really care how they rule these like it's yeah. just more like just i don't want to have this discussion during the game i yes. just think it makes the yeah. game go smoother if we fucking know how to play yes, yes i 100%, agree yeah yeah and obviously, uh, so this will be uh, in effect officially until Forge World gives us an answer um, in the form of uh, a fact. Like, um, and you know, like it'd be great if they replied to every single one of these questions, which have been sent to them a couple of times. Um, sometimes on baked goods, um, but I mean, <laughs> yes. like any kind of fact would be great if the, if they only have minimum a minimum amount of time. A fact for book seven. Start with that because that thing's an unholy can, mess. Can we, can we laugh for just a second about what spurred this on and why this came out today? Yes. <laughs> so today, of all fucking things, they drop a Hobbit FAQ from yeah. Forge Run. Oh, I, I saw this. I saw Hobbit the rage FAQ. this morning. Yeah, I think two I, I saw that and I was like, oh, cool, Like uh, they're dropping facts. And I'm like, 
oh, it'd be nice if we had a fact. And I clicked on the comments. It was like how many comments. And I think two thirds of all the comments were just like, hey, when are we getting a 30K fact though, guys? Hey, hey, when are we getting that 30K? Yeah. And then a couple of people were like, oh, my yeah, I think the Easterlings was, need. My, my favorite response was, and the millions of non, of the millions of non-existent Hobbit players rejoiced. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we got you back, Fudge World. We took yeah. care of it. We got you back. Yeah, we're covering it in the meantime. And um, I'm going to... We'll drop this as a separate episode, like, uh, just on its own, so people can find all of this shit in one spot. Yeah. Um, so... There you go, and I mean, you know, you can see why why we've answered. We've given some answers. Um, I mean, when if Forge World drops an errata, they're just going to drop a piece of paper with some like pink writing that tells you yes, yes. or no. I think this has uh, been helpful because we've given some reasons and things. Um, As to, and, yeah. yeah, and then I mean, you've got page numbers in here and stuff. So what we'll do is, uh, yeah, we'll publish that list um, when we drop this episode. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, the only things that'll be in there will be the uh, list of uh, of the, the different console types for special characters and um, we I might just go through here or, or if some or, or I don't know Ryan if you've, if you've been taking notes or anything um, but we'll just go through here and, and put our answers in in writing and I'll well I'll that's link that's that what we can notes. do what, what we'll do Tim because I these the FAQs like I said are spread over three places I sent you two and then I had the one with the three extra and then Michael has his yep so what I'll do is I'll copy and paste those all into one document and then fix the two fuck-ups that I remember, the do and do, because I can't spell because I'm a hillbilly, <laughs> and I'll change the name from uh, to Marshall Dunk's Rask from yeah. the other guy because I got the two characters confused because when I wrote the that question, I wasn't staring directly at the book, and I got the wrong character name. Yeah. So It's forgivable. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, don't forget to check out Radio Free Istvan uh, podcast. Very popular over there. Um, lots of um, uh, industrial uh, accident stories, um, <laughs> shit stories. Yeah, you can listen. Shits you can stories. our latest one. You can you can hear the story about how I cut off one of my nipples. So I only have one nipple, <laughs> and you can hear the story about why I uh, only have one nipple. Uh, you'll never be able to lactate for a family of cats now. That's the greatest yeah. tragedy. And if you were, uh, if you're part of our patron chat, you can see the my wife to ex- so. Just <laughs> oh, real quick, in the so, story so about how I lost my, my nipple, I, I was trying, I was trying to uh, tell the the patron guys like what it looked like. So instead of like trying to tell them, I just took like a fucking close up picture of my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I was looking at the picture of my own nipple that I took before I sent it, and it creeped me out. So I'm like, I don't want to send this. Like, if it's creeping me out and it's my nipple, I don't want to just, like, put it out there. Like, here's this creepy, hairy nipple that doesn't have a nipple. It's just like an areola with no nipple with fucking hair growing out of it. So <laughs> my wife listened to the podcast and heard that story and thought it was funny. So today at work in her free time, she decorates cakes. She made a set of fondant nipples out of cake decoration thing, <laughs> and she modeled them after me. So she made my normal nipple and then a fondant nipple, and sent the feature nipple a picture like these are what his nipples look like in fondant. <laughs> what an idea! I have to look at these every night. Oh, it's more or less creepy if it's made out of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she could make you a prosthetic <laughs> sugar one. Well, there we go. Fordrell, if Fordrell doesn't reply to these facts within a set period of time, we'll start sending them creepy nipple cakes. Well, we'll just send him Ryan's nipple. 
What happened to the actual <laughs> threw, bit that came up? I threw, I threw it away. Ah! I don't have it. All right, you've got another one. Yeah, I, you don't I want. I cut it off. It fell sink. I picked it up and threw it away. Yeah, you don't I, want I mean, it wasn't like that and doing witchcraft on you too. Yeah, you should have had that stitched back on or like something. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, man, this is too small to stitch back on, and I like, I don't think I could just like put it on and then bandaid over it. It would grow back together. I'm not sure that's how it works, so I just threw it away. <laughs> Who knows how it works? <laughs> Maybe we'll never know. Oh, All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll uh, be back with an episode soon. Uh, we're uh, going to record this weekend uh, with Tom and Dom from down in Sydney, powerful Mournable members down there. Um, for uh, Bellatrix Prime, which was a uh, awesome deep narrative event um, run down there uh, last weekend. So, looking forward to that. We'll catch you on the next episode. Fully painted is for closers. Closer.